Hello everyone and welcome to the Neverend Podcast, the podcast open to everyone except the equipment. Fuck you. My name is Luke. I am your host of the Neverend Podcast and with me as always is Mr. Guy. Say hello, Mr. Guy. Hello, I'm that Mr. Guy <laughs> and uh, hello to you, Luke. Hello to the listeners and uh, I'm excited to talk about two awesome shows and one show that sure was a show, but um it is it is uh it's gonna be a lot of fun man i'm excited about that uh we will answer the question everyone's asking you know is the you know the the match between the production staff and the equipment like who won you know we're gonna tell you all that <laughs> stuff here today on the never a podcast that's right and uh let's do the professionalism there's ways people can contact and interact with us if they wish to and uh, you can do that on the tweety the XE that is uh we are at never open pod collectively i am at grumpy 2eb and mr guy is at drusifer tweets we have a hot uh gmail just to <laughs> fucking this up it's a hot gmail that's careful, right careful. Hot gmail. <laughs> so uh you can send written and voice emails there never open pod at a gmail a dot a com and if you got any of that sasha banks money we got a teespring store buy some of our shit you will look a never as yeah, yeah, yeah. These are all true things. Yes, they are. <laughs> and uh, not really any news. Uh, but if there is, we'll talk about it during the shows. But uh, New Japan did add a few matches to the New Japan world, including Julia versus Ami and Kenta versus Chris Saban. Uh, from Impact and Mike Bailey versus Will Ospreay. And uh, I watched uh, Mike Bailey versus Will Ospreay. It's good, um, but I had to like completely empty a can of Febreze in my apartment to get the the impact stink out of it after I watched the show. <laughs> <laughs> Smells bad. Uh, well, I hope you had a spare bottle handy just in case there was some extra stink left over. <laughs> uh, that wasn't the good kind but that that match was really good especially like, the last couple minutes are awesome the rest of it's like okay yeah this is pretty good not a lot of psychology you know it's kind of surprising no so uh just a a, a quick little uh aw thing i got to watch oh, yeah. uh, ar fox versus the switchblade jay white and uh i had a great time so yeah you know i like ar fox a lot Pretty much uh, anyone who has anything to do with uh, Lucha Underground, I'm still quite a fan of. So uh, to see those two worlds collide in a match like this is awesome. And this is like after the singles match he had with uh, Penta. So good time. Of course, Jay won. But, uh, you know, that's all. That's it. Now I'm ready for that's New That's good. Yeah. You know, um, Great Khan has made an announcement that maybe you had not heard, Luke, and that he has a plan. Uh, he's first going to beat John Moxley. And then the next logical step to him is then to defeat MJF for the AEW championship at the Tokyo Dome. So that's uh, those are the two steps. Moxley wow. first, Tokyo Dome versus uh, MJF next. What's after that? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I, I told uh, Phoebe Lies, Mr. Guy, uh, there's one more AEW thing I want to mention, and that was Okada. It was on Dynamite. Right. Yeah, tell me uh, about that. It, it was he and Orange Cassidy versus... Uh, Claudio and Brian Danielson, and uh, I'm in a move that I really hope is a work, but probably isn't. Brian Danielson broke his orbital bone, <laughs> and Christ. Okada stood over him like he gave zero fucks. So I uh, mean, yeah. So wasn't it just not that long ago? Like 
CM Punk got fired. And then the next piece of news I heard was like Daniel Bryan's like, listen, I want to like step up, but I really need to slow my schedule down so I can like get these big matches that I want at the end of my career here. And then and then the next thing I know, he's wrestling every week on AEW and getting his face kicked in. And uh, that's unfortunate, you know, but uh, yeah. he did he did kick many heads in when he was young. And so maybe it's karma. But I did like uh, I did see the gif of the, uh, you know, Okada tries to do the Okada spot and uh, Orange Cassidy's like, oh, I want to hug. And he hugs him. That was funny. Yeah, snap, good stuff. snap zoom honk is good yeah. stuff. Good shit. Um, so <laughs> but uh yeah, any other AEW news that we need to go over on our new Japan show? Uh no. Uh I'm keen to <laughs> I know like I had to bring up a Carter was on Dynamite. That's pretty big, so but I'm just uh, and, joking, yeah. and uh my uh, little bit my switchblade corner as well. So uh yeah, I'm uh I'm ready to go. We're uh we got night four. <laughs> Yeah, of the cool. Super Junior Tag League, man. It's been really good, right? Dude, not only has it been really good, like there's one storyline in this whole thing that I spent a good 15 minutes drunkenly ranting about how amazing it was, and I told Charity pretty much the whole Wato and Desperado story from the best <laughs> of the Super Juniors to now and the T-shirts and how adorable they are. So uh, when I eventually watched the the match, I uh, We'll talk about it when we get there, but uh, Charity watched some of it with me and stuff, and then I was just giddy, like a, I don't know, the Wato Despy stuff is just some of my favorite shit. It's good. And uh, Luke, this uh, show, we've been to some other venues that have hat in the name, you know, or, 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 you know, big or something like that. We've been to Big Palette, we've been to Big Hat, and uh, this is Wing Hat. This is the name of this uh, actual venue, and I, I don't think it has any relevance to hats. I think it's a misspelling, honestly. But um, it turns out that some people have been to Wing Hat, and they didn't like it. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, Wing Hat, uh, Kusukabi. Uh, hopefully I got that right. Uh, I just plowed through it. Yeah, I have a review of the, uh, of the venue. So here, here we go. Uh, I often use it. But the clerical staff is unkind and cold to this activity. Often uncooperative and obnoxious. One star. <laughs> he goes there all the time, but fuck the staff. I, I like how they're cold and obnoxious. Yes. I mean, how's that? You know, I mean, I, that's, that's like, a, that's, really, they should get another star for that. Because that sounds difficult. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> Well, Luke, I also have a Google review for yeah, a wing hat, and it goes a little something like this. It reads, is it the direction of the above proof? I was blinded by the bright light when I was serving in table tennis, but I'm happy the Zaba's vending machines, two stars. There were many complaints in the Google reviews about a really bright light that blinds everyone. And apparently, How many they, are they, Mr. Guy? apparently they, there's four, but I, you know, I'm just saying there's <laughs> one in particular that's blind, blinding all these people. And I, I, I wasn't going to only give us, you know, blinding light reviews, you know, but that's right. We got, we got one. So we get the point. We, we only need the one, but yes, <laughs> there are four lights. Yes. Sir. Oh my goodness. There's our uh, next gen reference. We haven't had one of those for a while, but there you yeah. go. Oh, Chain you of know, 
Luke, uh, we we also we learned this week that the this is big news for fans of the or of the uh, you know what podcast is this? Never a podcast. Uh, is that Hi <laughs> there's a Highlander is getting remade with uh, Superman, and um, I'm excited for that. And it's uh, been greenlighted. Mr. Shotgun Arms himself, Mr. Henry Cavill. So uh, I think that's awesome casting, and uh, yeah. I think I play a better English or Highlander than. Uh, Christopher Lambert, who's what, he's, kind of French. <laughs> oh, but he's the best. Like Christopher Lambert's the best. I love Christopher Lambert. That accent that is like, where's it from? You don't know. And like, that's what a Highlander would sound like, right? Um, but uh, I, I have a prediction for that movie, and that is that um, that Superman, he he like, you know, the first movie is really successful, and then they do the second one, but he doesn't really like the direction of the story, and he argues with the writers and quits. <laughs> So he's going to do a Witcher for Highlander. All right. And a Superman. And uh, I'm assuming Warhammer's going to happen too. So Yeah. I'm going to start these projects. We're going to take it this way, Mr. Cavill. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next thing I can help Hollywood fuck up? Let's go. Yeah, that's right. Uh, just uh, give him all the options. See, that's why it was good when they, they killed his character off in uh, Mission Impossible. See, so if they brought him back for the sequel, he just wouldn't have shown that's interesting. Well, he, you know, he's probably happy with the direction that's going just for whatever reason, because he's not the star of that movie. No, but shotgun arms in that movie. Oh, so cool. All right. Anyway, uh, do you want to start us off with uh, Nightfall, Mr. Sure. Guy? Sure. The opening match, Luke, is Oscar Llewellyn and Nakashima, his best friend versus GBH. Oh, I see why you didn't want to talk about this one. So um, we got Makabe <laughs> and Hanma. And uh, there are no clean breaks from young, broken arm, young lion. No way. Uh, Oscar wants Makabe, and uh, Oscar gets his shit in, taking a crazy bump over the top like he's want to do uh, from a lazy low bridge from Makabe. This match is fine. There's a King Kong knee drop on Nakashima's fucking face for the win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hama's got new trunks as well. They're, they're yellow as usual, but they've got some color on them too. So, yay, new trucks. So, yeah, uh, thank you, you for covering he, that one. Does he have new boots too? I think so, yeah. If so, he's new boot goofing. <laughs> yes, he is. So, uh, our next match is Shooter and Renderita versus The Great Okan and Newman. <laughs> <laughs> Ren and uh, Callum Newman, they do some uh, really cool test of strength mat work here. This match is pretty great fun. Uh, Callum does the most in this in this match. So Greta Khan's just like, yeah, all right, Callum, you, you, you can do uh, all the work tonight. It's all good. i got to save my, my uh, energy for, for Moxley coming up. Ren and Shooter are great opponents for him too. They can both uh, hang with him as uh, he moves fast like a, like a blur. It looked good. There's an STF on shooter for him. No, it's a really cool move. They tried to redo it the next night, and then which ends up in a slight bit of confusion between the two before they, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, fix themselves up. But uh, tonight it was uh, Callum going for some kind of high kick, which uh, looked cool. And then what looked cooler was shooter ducking under that, grabbing it, STF, and all that. And of course, you got the Great Okan coming out in two T-shirts because, uh, as we heard. Uh, from him it was his idea to uh mm -hmm. work the merchandise <laughs> <laughs> well he, 
they had that meeting, you know, where they told That's us, right. "Hey, man, kind show people this shit. Otherwise, they don't have. They don't know we have it." But um, I thought that was maybe <laughs> the, the best match we've seen from Newman yet. Like that was like the coolest, like the biggest, best thing he's done was in this match. In my, they were really good shooter and Ren were really good at highlighting. That's true, and you know that's funny that you mentioned that. I was just gonna say, like, so Shota Umino has his like he's like outgoing, charismatic, and Ren Narita's like special skill is making everyone else look awesome. That's like his, and that's. That's going to serve him well as a wrestler for years. But anyway, um, I thought there was also a funny part there at the end where Shota Umino goes up to one of Great Okan's fans and tries to steal his fan. And Great Okan's like, he like claps. You know, usually Great Okan, when somebody gets one in on him, he's like, you know what? I like it. He'll laugh and clap and, you know. And uh, I'm just trying to avoid talking about this next match, which is House yeah. of Torture versus Chaos. It's Ishii, Yoshihashi, and Yano. Evil blocks a Yano kick with the turnbuckle pad and beats Yano with it. This is a match. I that's as that's all I wrote. I was so mad. I didn't like this so much. That's all I wrote. What happened, Luke? <laughs> My note for this match: a bloody butterfly lock finish. Boo! Oh, yeah, I didn't like that match. So no, it was it was a match that happened and. Uh, Look, all right, so let's get into it. It's tournament time. It is Taguchi and the DKC versus Kushida and Kevin Knight. <laughs> That's for me, not for anyone else. Hey, for you, me. Fucking, you tried to gaslight me last week. You're like, oh, I didn't say that. <laughs> it's like, um. So I'm just going to say <laughs> Knight every time from now on. Knight, because I'm a stupid asshole. All right, so... Uh, we get uh, Taguchi and uh, K- Kushida with some pretty cool mat work before they both tag out. Knight and Kushida have a double splash, and they did it last time, but this time they do it again, and it's called Super Mario. Mm. And uh, I'm pretty sure I heard the commentators go, Super Mario! Well, that, that's right. We didn't mention no, no English commentary last <laughs> night, which, uh, by the way, I saw a lot of people posting stuff on the boards bitching about no English commentary because I guess there's some new fans and they're like, we don't understand. And it's like, yeah, every year, this is low effort tournament for, for new Japan as far as money goes, you know? So. Yeah. Also anyone who does English commentary that doesn't live there. So, you know, nope. apart from Chris Charlton, they're just like, uh, it's Christmas time's coming up. Really? You want me to be there for two months? Like get the fuck out of here. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Oh my god, there's major fuck your arm on the DKC by both Knight and Kushida. All the while, Chumpy, who's a little early out tonight. So yeah. uh, maybe, yeah, uh, I, like I like how they sometimes mix it up a bit, maybe to give some of the lower refs a bit of uh, experience higher up the card. But yes, while there's major arm fuckage, Chumpy keeps going, Give up! Give up! <laughs> he makes Kevin Knight makes Chumpy ask during a headlock. He's like, Ask him! And Chumpy's like, Give up! Oh, by the way, I forgot to say it, but in that first match with uh, Oscar Lueb, I'm pretty sure at one moment he knocks down Makabe and screams out, fuck yes! Yeah. But, uh, I'm not 100%. Yeah, you heard that too? All right, cool. I'm pretty sure he said, fuck you, Makabe, a few times in that match too, Which, or maybe that was just you. Maybe that's that. why I think he's my favorite young line, because he goes <laughs> after Makabe and just gives zero fucks. Anyway, Taguchi, he finally gets a hot tag from the DKC after major arm fuckage, and uh, <laughs> quickly... Both Knight and Kushida are hanging on the ropes, and it's forever butt attacks. Hell yeah. Uh, 
the DKC does some chop combos on both guys and does that uh, standing cannonball, which I really like. Yeah. <laughs> then there's a spot that makes me laugh. <laughs> Kushida's standing up and uh, DKC and uh, Taguchi are on either side of him and to his back and to his chest, it's karate punch, karate punch, karate punch, karate. karate. I'm just thinking of John Hamm in... Uh, Kimmy Schmidt going, karate, 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 karate. And it was just awesome. I like that. Uh, Knight takes out to Gucci, and there's a hoverboard lock on the DKC, and he gave up. Yay. Now we got the uh, the jet setters on six points, and the DKC and Taguchi on four points. Hey, uh, cool. Yeah. You might, you might have had to have two shitty matches. I'm sorry. Okay. But at least you get the next match. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, before we move on to that, um, I I really don't think that karate chops should work on the DKC. Like you know, uh, Kushida hits that like top rope karate chop. That shouldn't have worked. It's just, <laughs> just like you know. But and I've also noticed Milano has cooled off on the DKC. He doesn't care anymore. You know, he doesn't say hi ya. He's just like every once in a while he'll go DKC and that's it. What it what it he's. DKC's got heat with Milano or something. <laughs> Show him something, DKC. Come on, man. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So, all right. Next, Luke, we have a tremendous match. It is Doki and Taka, just two guys. And Akira and TJP catch two, two. And uh, just two guys are becoming a well-oiled machine here. Uh, they get all kinds of cool shit in at the beginning. Um, there is, uh, let's see here. Um Taka busts out all kinds of cool submissions, which is fun. We get some kind of wild leg hold from Doki that looks like an attempt at a sexual assault. Um, we have a face wash from TJP on Doki. And now it's time for TJP to show off uh, cool holds on Doki. And he does. And uh, catch two, two. They show great teamwork as usual. Doki needs uh, two tries to do a side gory special spinning crucifix style slam on TJP. No big deal. They just kind of fell apart there for a second but they got it uh double cross body for a double down akira and taka in and akira runs wild he even hits a, a short moonsault that taka is like a little too close to the ring post for <laughs> it's so funny because akira can't he can't jump that short you know what i mean no. like he can only jump far and so he's like way too close to the ring post and he scoots in to try to make it easier on akira and akira's like I only soar to glory. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, Taka gets his double submission. Um, and we get, he's been doing this thing where he gets a submission on one guy, then the other guy gets near him and he gets them in a submission. So he's doing that. Then we get the double uh, team submission spot with the Doki Choki. Plancha from TJP takes out Doki and Akira gets a near fall on the fireplex. Really, really, really safe and kind. Don't elimination. On Akira, uh, or from Akira on, and TJP and Akira pins Taka. Catch two two on four, just two guys on zero. Yeah, the zero thing hurts, but this is just some little things I really liked. Uh, TJP is on the mat with his legs up, doing like a leg scissors, and while his shoulders and neck are on the mat, he fucking sells it. I'm like, oh my mm -hmm. god, that's some. Awesome selling. And yeah, do I care that it took uh, Doki and TJP two go two turns to do that move? No, because that was some great Okan shit. And I'm like, yeah, that was really cool. It was a great match. 
as as well. Doki does uh, power moves. You know what I mean? Doki's <laughs> got a bunch of power moves, and it's awesome. Yes. I love it. Yes, he does. And I'm not disappointed that I have to cover a yo match. And I'm not disappointed that it's a yo match with show in it. Dude. Oh my god. The two boys decided to make this match super awesome and super fun. It is the House of Torture. Yoshinobu Kanemaru, bastard. <laughs> and Sho versus Yo and Musashi. And uh, I'm going to clear my throat. <clears throat> there we go. Yo has <laughs> has some kind of weird show t-shirt thing going on. Uh, because uh, it's Japanese commentary and I didn't watch this live or well, something like that. He's Show's, doing this. Yeah. yeah, he's doing the same thing as the... The T-shirt gimmick they were doing with, uh, you know, uh, Desperado and uh, Watto. So they're continuing that same gimmick. They're just stealing it, you know. Also, Yo was making fun of the match graphic because the match (laughs) graphic has Sho, like, putting his hands over his face. And so Yo was doing that to him. And Sho was doing the weird, I don't know what that face that that, uh, Yo's making. (laughs) He's the conversation backstage between Yo and Sho. Hey, that match graphic's weird. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Want to incorporate that into the match somehow? Yes. Yes, we do. Oh, my goodness. There's a double rope walk attempt by Yo and Masashi, but no, evil stops it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, House of Torture come out to help uh, the House of Torture boys. And I, uh, <laughs> I was, and I, was, I expected Yo and Sho to, to bore me because I'm bloody sick of that feud because it was for ever but this is super fun but i do like that there's at one stage yo carefully picks up dick togo and scoop slams him on the outside onto evil and yujiro and i'm like okay well done uh but the kicker in this one all right yo oh my god he takes some some tori and you know after taking out katamaru and you're just like oh my god he's gonna He's going to spit it. He's going to spit it. No, show covers his mouth. But, oh, my God, it happens. Yo kisses him instead, spitting that whiskey into his mouth. The fans just go bananas, laughing and cheering while the whole thing happens. And I'm like, yeah, this is happening. All right. This is awesome. (laughs) This is a moment that I won't forget for a while. And uh, (laughs) then Katamaru... Then Ikamaru does something that makes me real happy. He low blows Yo and rolls him up. <laughs> <laughs> so Yo and Musashi are on four points and the House of Torture are now on six points. Yeah, this uh, this match was fun. It was all about that finish. And I, you know, there was like the like Tumblr. I don't know if that, I think it's publicly traded, right? Like the stock went up. All of a sudden, when this happened, you know, because all, <laughs> all the like show and yo fan fiction that got posted instantly. Um, yeah. But uh, the shipping, yeah. it's oh man, you know, it's it's uh, it's gonna be good. I won't be reading it, but you know, I'm sure it's fun for some people. But yeah, it was a good time. I thought that was a really fun thing, and uh, you know, we saw, of course, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura do that to Great Muda. <laughs> you know, same kind of thing. It was tremendous. So Yo can't get a, an original idea for nothing, but you know, yeah. at least he, at least he tries. He doesn't. Uh, but next, Luke, we have Lij. It's Bushi. Tita. 
versus the War Dogs, uh, which is Connors and Maloney, of course. And uh, Nido, he's out with Lij, and he he pulls up a chair, and we see that he is wearing white Velcro orthopedic old person shoes. And I was like, <laughs> three strips of Velcro, Nido. Like, really? <laughs> those, those are not coming off. Um, but um, War Dogs are a little trepidatious. Um, you know, I did notice that because uh, they, they just had a big loss recently. Uh, but Connor's Coke Spoon is back. So that made me happy. Um, War Dogs attack and they beat the fuck out of LIJ back in the ring. LIJ tried comebacks, but they get cut off every goddamn time. More uh, brawling on the outside. We have big comebacks from LIJ. Finally, they do succeed with one. We get total elimination. For two from the War Dogs um, on somebody, and they tried uh, to the full clip on Bushi, but Bushi foils it, and finally Teton uses his driveway lariat for a purpose, and it's really great. It's like it, so Connors is standing on the outside, and he's and he's like and Dan Maloney's like in or on the corner, so uh, Teton runs in, does his lariat, and as he's doing that, he hits a fucking Canadian drop kick on Connors on the outside. But it doesn't matter. Full clip, War Dogs win. They pin Bushi. So they're on six points. LIJ's on four. Yeah. I, I'm i really liking this uh, Bullet Club team. And hey, uh, T10. I know Bushi got the loss, but that also also means uh, T10 also lost. So I'm happy with that. Yeah. I guess, sort of. <laughs> he, he says he's immortal. I don't think so. Full clip. But yeah, did you mention uh, Clark Connor's Canadian camel clutch as well? Oh, uh, no. Was it through the ropes? I don't remember that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think he did one through the ropes. So uh, I did love that. All right. So it's main event time. It is Team DK, which is Robbie Eagles and uh, Kosai Fujita versus. <sighs> That's my happy side. This is my happy place at the moment. It is Master Huato. <gasps> And El Desperado as well. Oh, my God. So, Wato and Despi come out. Wato's holding out the shirt for Despi, and Despi's not even looking at him, and he just casually just, like, flings his arm back, which sends the shirt flying into the fan, and Wato go, what goes over to the fan and caught the shirt, and it's like, you can keep that. I'm like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> it's it's <sighs> the gimmick, Wato. <laughs> yeah. the, the, fan, the fan tells him, like, yeah, I know. That's the gimmick. Yeah. Crowd catches... Fan catches T-shirt, they keep it. I wonder if Wata was just going over there going, hmm, that's a large. Would you like a medium instead? <laughs> we also have it in black. <laughs> uh, we got a V-neck too if you want one. <laughs> All sorts of options. Despy's like, bitch, get in here. we got a match. <laughs> All right, so I really like this match. There's an early Vendival on, on Robbie. And uh, major fuck your arm on Robbie by both guys. All right, so there's a there's a huge double slam move that Fujita and uh, Robbie do, where they hold a guy up on their arms and kind of uh, sweep the leg, even though it's in midair, and slam him down. Mm -hmm. And according to Robbie Eagles, this move is called the Maxi Bomb, which is a bit of a pun because in Australia there is some kind of ice cream dessert called a Maxi Bon. Oh, so, okay. Uh, Aussie listeners will get get that. Uh, I don't know if Maxi Bond's another country. Oh, um, well, we don't we don't know what ice cream is in America, so there's no way I can uh, understand that joke. Wow. So thank, thanks for explaining. 
So nobody screams for ice cream? Oh. Ice cream you no. Ice cream? We, we oh. didn't even come up with that. So, Damn, you know, a, a, an American Mexican themed restaurant didn't oh. ever come up with the fry ice cream song either. So, Dude, I really like this match. There's Vegeta. They love to remind us, but I guess not on this commentary because, you know, it's in Japanese, but only 21. So he's been on excursion for six weeks too. <laughs> he's back and well, I don't know. He, he doesn't... I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know if he's back back. You know, no, I think he's back. back for this tournament, you know, so. I think it's smart too for or interesting that Vegeta has at least partially gone to Australia for his uh, excursion. Because I feel like what you've noticed, and maybe some of the other Japanese wrestlers have also noticed too, is just how interesting and different some of the Australian offense and moves are and stuff like that. Like, just just imagine uh, Bishamon versus Aussie Open, for instance. You know, things like that. So, uh, and you know, one half of Aussie Open was trained by Robbie Eagles and stuff too. So I feel like he's in a really good spot. Hmm, who are my teachers? You're Bobby right. Eagles and Zack Sabre yeah. Jr. Well, and, the, and the, wow. the thing that the Aussie style does the best is it brings out the best in others. That's why it's awesome. You know, that's like one of the main reasons I love it. So, like, it made Fisherman exciting. That's fucking, Absolutely. that is a chore, my friend. And so, <laughs> the fact that that happened, I am just uh, over the moon about that. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was real. And, uh, well, it, also, right, one more thing, I'm sorry, is yeah. that it, it does also show that there's more than one way for a young lion to do excursion, you know, and I like that they're doing uh, different. This is different. And that's, you know, let's try something different. It's cool. I like it. Yeah. I uh, haven't seen any spend a bit of time in Australia for their excursion, uh, at least for like a protracted period of time, like a, mo a month and a half or anything like that. So, yeah, it's super cool. Uh, Fujita is awesome. But uh, he does eat a pinche loco from El Desperado for the win. And that would mean, uh, what are the points? So um, Desperado and Watto are on question mark. And TMDK, that's their first points. Um, I don't have that because, like, I, I went on to the results page on New Japan World to get the points, so I'd be a professional. All of them have the points on there except for this main event. And I'm just like, well, sh thanks. I could have looked yeah. at this, but well, I didn't. Yeah, well, yeah. Could go back to the notes from last week and and uh, you know and find out that I didn't keep track of it then either. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, well, I really liked that match a lot too. It was a blast. Um, this storyline's tremendous. I love that. Like Desperados, he won't tag in unless like certain conditions are met. He's like very picky about when he wants to tag in. <laughs> if he feels like Watto has like done enough to for him to you know warn a tag and then he'll do it you know and I, I like that uh by the way tmdk finally hit the armpit slam in this match which was great um you know there was uh there was some dumb stuff that Watto did that like he doesn't he didn't try to kick robbie back robbie's like kicking the shit out of him and Watto's not kicking him back and it's like Watto, what you, that's your thing is kicking I don't you do the kicks. So that was weird. But then again, I guess, again, we've learned that's his gimmick is that he's, he does dumb shit. So um, I really liked that night. I thought it was fun. Yeah, um, are, are you agreed. ready to move on to night five? I definitely am ready to do that. 
and just like before we have reviews of the stadium this the uh uh tesurangajo gymnasium so uh That's mr guy mm-hmm. what have you yes. got yeah, so mine goes a little something like this. It is a Google review for the Suragago Gymnasium. And I believe, let me make sure that I got the right one here. Um, let's see here. Uh, okay, yes, yes. Okay, I couldn't remember which one I sent you. So this one goes a little something like this. This is my first visit. My son's minibus tournament. A facility with a conspicuous, conspicuous oldness. Four stars. Wow, he likes old people's smell. I I really like that phrase. Cons- that I botched it. The conspicuous oldness. I love that. I just have a feeling like because like Japan has an aging population that maybe a lot of the country has old person smell. I don't know. Yeah, the whole uh, place smells theory. like fucking mothballs. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have one for to, for the Serangu Joe Gymnasium. Now, battlefield and there's a soccer ball picture there so battlefield the stadium itself is not bad but it is too old <gasps> especially the toilet <laughs> i want you to rebuild it as soon as possible because it is outdated <laughs> wow so it, it's not a toilet it's just like a hole in the ground like <laughs> what's the toilet two stars it's an outdated toilet. Like it's, it's what's it? What they is don't it have rough? the most advanced toilet technology possible. <laughs> They're using some substandard toilet. I just love that. He's like, this all this shit's old, but especially this one toilet is old as fuck. <laughs> what's going on? Why is oh, it? Oh, all up. right, it's your turn to start. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, it is night five. We are at the Tusurangajo Gymnasium. That is. Really hard to pronounce, so I definitely butchered that. It is Oleg, uh, Bolton Oleg, Yuri Nakashima, and Oscar Lueb versus Hiroshi Tenzan. Yay! <laughs> Tamaki Hamba! Yay! Togi Makabe. And here are my notes. I'm going to read them verbatim if, if you don't mind. OMG. Oh, I usually read them verbatim, really. Like, yeah, anyway. Yeah. O- OMG. OMG. Hanma got the win. Who gives a shit what else happened? Hanma brabbed out a young lion, Yudo Nakashima. I am so happy. Can this night get any better? Yes. Yes, it can. Yeah. I liked that a lot. That that was pretty good. Fucking Tenzon was super over. And, like, later he's on commentary and uh, Milano's hissing at him. (laughs) It's so funny. He sits down and everyone's just all, like, the two commentators look at him and just go, he starts laughing. I really like that. Um, but yeah, that this is funny because at one point Nakashima thinks he's gonna win, but all of a sudden <laughs> it's it's Rocket Kokeshi three-way lariat from all three dads, and then uh and then Hanma brabs him the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Hanma. Yeah, he's there's two world that. champions in there. Even even Makabe was just like, oh, I suppose. Hey, is the, the never titles a world champion? Ship. Yeah, that's is, true. You know, so uh you know, a, and so are the 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 uh IWGP um tag titles. So Hanma is a multiple time world champion. Luke. This is so true. I just want to let you know. I'm sorry. It's okay, you'll be all right. Um, he'll be all right. But uh next Luke, the next match is the two youths. It's Renderita and Shota Uno. I swear to god, it's gonna catch on versus Great Okan and Newman. 
and Newman walks out and he's like, listen, man, I'm going to draw an invisible line on the mat. And he does. And Ren kicks invisible sand on the line to a pretty big reaction from the crowd. The crowd loved that. They were like, holy shit, that's, <laughs> that's fake sand. Awesome. <laughs> Thought that was fun. I really like the the Newman Ren matchup. It's like it's really helping Newman. And this is where I'm kind of like starting to realize and start to watch Ren because I really haven't gotten Ren yet. You know, I've like been watching him and yeah, I've seen him have some good matches, but he hasn't had that that moment like Shota Umino had that moment versus Zack Sabre Jr. That was like, okay, this guy has range and he's got different gears to go to. Whereas Ren has one gear, angry guy. You know what I mean? That's it. That's all he's got. He, it's almost like he's from New Japan Strong or something. <laughs> it's, it's like... <laughs> Son of New Japan Strong style. Yes, that's what it should be. <laughs> They're all just angry guys there. But anyway, <laughs> uh, um, I, I really like that I'm starting to see, figure him out. It's it's not him. It's me. It's that, you know, I'm just figuring it out finally. Is that His deal is that he makes everybody else look awesome. And I'm going to watch that more. So he does, these two... Like, they're like, hey, you guys, you want to do, like, all of the arm drags that are possible? And they do it. They're like, just, yeah, we'll do all arm drags, just a bunch of them, and they're really cool. I love it. They do, like, a little mini match between Newman and Ren, and it's really good. We even get a big strike exchange, like a mini boo yeah spot. It's great. So Ren, uh, Ren tries to save Ren, it says, but I believe that means Shota tries to save Ren from a beating on the outside. And uh, uh, I guess it's uh, Great Ocon takes them both down. Fucking great Ocon has both these guys down on the ground. Oh my god. Laying on their back. And so he stands on their chest and does his hope pose. And it's great. See, <laughs> in my in my head, Mr. Guy, in my head, Great Ocon's asserting his dominance over the new guys and his mm -hmm. superior merchandise sales as well. <laughs> you think he peed a little, so it got on him, you know, just a Marcus spot, just, just a, you know. <laughs> a little spray, you know, so maybe. Anyway, isn't that wild how dogs always have a little pee? No matter how long they pee, they always just have a little bit for that tree over there or that, yeah, you know, or that tire to your car. I have to let it all go at once. Like, no. I know, man. I, I was, I'll stand there until it's gone. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that tree's taking right. a full blast for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this is really fun. Um, we get all that stuff in, with the uh, his pose. And then there's heat on Ren. Big hot tag to show to Uno. He runs Wild Brother, of course. And uh, the crowd absolutely loves it. He looks fantastic, by the way. And he beats up Great Ocon. And then pins Newman. After his new, you know, uh, super heat blast blade thing, whatever it's called. So that. That's right. So, uh, yeah, this is, as I said in the previous match, this is the one where there is that uh, bit of a mess between Callum and, and uh, Shooter at the end, but they fix it pretty quick. And only I mean, if you're a, a fucking loser like me taking notes on a show and you have to pay <laughs> more attention, will you notice? Otherwise, you'd just be like, Oh yeah, they're wrestling. It's good. Also, is Great Great Khan like the best guy to tag with in the Empire? I don't know. He he seems pretty good at highlighting his his uh, all his tag partner strengths and stuff too. I mean, he's really good. He's the universal donor of tag guys because like yeah. he'll tag with Cobb or he'll tag with uh you know with Hanare in World Tag League. Either one, you know, That's he's right. the World Tag League universal donor for United Empire. <laughs> he definitely is. All right, so next we have Yoshihashi, Toriyanu, and Ishii versus Bloody Yajiro and <laughs> Evil! 
dicks. <laughs> yes. Which is, uh, of course, evil and di- dick Togo. And they, uh, oh, by the way, you know, the Chaos guys all come out to Ishii's music, as they should. That's right. All right. And if they're not, they're coming out to Yano's music. Sorry, Yoshi, but your music sucks. It's bad. It's bad. We had to hear it late. We had to hear it the night before. It was terrible. After a butterfly lock, no less. That's the worst time to hear that music. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, uh... That's ridiculous. (laughs) Oh, my God. Evil wailing on Yoshihashi again. Man, that's always awesome. Uh, evil sells the shit out of Yoshihashi's chops, which is also really cool. Uh, <laughs> evil then makes him and Yoshi, him and Ishii eat an exposed corner. Uh, it's a house of ma- torture match, everyone. Just assume that a corner is exposed every time. You know, so uh, there is that. House of Torture, God, they make me laugh. They do chaos drums. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. And uh, Yano even eats a cock chop from the top rope from Dick Togo. <laughs> How's the torture get their shit in? But uh, Yoshihashi and uh, helps uh, Yano with uh, making, you know, because Yano does like a, a life maker's triple assault. He does. <laughs> you know, uh, Yoshi's got him distracted. So, uh, yeah, uh, Yano, blow blow on uh, Yajiro and Evil from behind. Then, uh, you know, one for uh, Dick Togo as well. Then a roll-up. By the way, after the match, Yoshihashi's walking down the back and he's yet letting people touch the tag belt. Yeah. And I'm like, is it his tag belt belt he's letting them touch or is it Goto's? <laughs> Goto's like, don't let people touch my shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wasn't it, wasn't it him that knew about burning incense in the room to get rid of the cigarette smell? You know, I, Yoshi's always letting people touch uh, Goto's fucking incense and shit. But anyway, I, I thought that match was fun. I couldn't believe the war drums. That was so fucking funny, man. I, I made me laugh so hard. And also right after the match, Yano picks up the, the garot, which like Dick Togo had been about to use it before he got his, his fucking ball smashed. <laughs> so he pit, Yano picks up the garage and just starts choking the shit out of Dick Togo with it. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, Yano, get him. That was Hell yeah. Good. <laughs> so this is where Tenzon joins commentary and everybody hisses at him. <laughs> and it makes me laugh so hard. But here we are. It is more Super Junior Tag League fun. It is Taguchi and the DKC, formerly Milano's favorite wrestler, versus Catch 2-2. And the DKC and Akira start, and they really are good together. They do fun juniors wrestling. TJP comes in to help grind down the DKC. And TJP does incredible Lucha-style submission moves on the DKC. They're fucking really cool. I love it. Boot scrapes, but Taguchi does a Canadian ass block. Okay, so he stands on the apron. Here comes here comes <laughs> TJP. He's running over to the corner to hit the rope so he can come back for the boot scrape. <laughs> but Taguchi's standing there with his ass through the ropes, and TJP's like, oh, I don't want any of that. You know, so <laughs> that was great. Big tornado DDT from TJP. And Akira tags in. They were uh, – everybody's attacking TJP's neck, by the way, early in this match. So I like Akira, that. Oh, yeah, because- yeah. Yeah. Because Taguchi, this is the, the killer instinct of New Japan. In, in other federations, the face will be like, oh, I've got to be a face. So to show that, 
I am not going to attack the person's taped up area. In New Japan, they're like, fuck that shit. I want to win this match. And I'm still a face. Come on. That's great. Yeah. So Akira tags in. He runs wild and says, Kenichiwa before a move. And it's really funny. It's a couple. <laughs> Couple awkward moments in this match where they have to have a little chat, but it's they're very brief and hardly noticeable. A little noticeable, but uh, TJP and Taguchi tag in submission war. Oh my and Garankle war, which is fantastic. They both like keep doing you know different ankle locks and it's fun. But then there's a funky total elimination from the from TKC and Taguchi. It's awesome. It's the move uh, of the season. <laughs> I love it. It's great. So big double uh, double teams from Catch 2-2, but then a, a, a double elimination from, uh, on DKC from Catch 2-2, and they win. You said Taguchi and DKC, I think, on four points and Catch 2-2 on six, I believe? Correct. I yep. That's right. Okay. That is correct. Uh, dude, I heard at one point Kenta Sato yell, give up, and I'm just like, fuck <laughs> you. Now I need uh, Wrestle Kingdom, Kenta Sato versus chumpy oh man yeah and give chumpy the the fucking leather jacket like he's the guy from wcw nick i can't remember his name and that guy was so fucking funny dude that <laughs> oh man i love by the way like the the nwo ref that's the guy i'm talking about he's so well it's during this match that i realized something because all right so we both kind of fucked up uh, I thought this match was on this show. Whole show was on at the usual. Oh right, time. yes. Guess yes. what? So did Mister Guy, and uh, this is the match where I find out, dear listeners, that yes, I have rewind, and Mister Guy does not. In I fact, can, yeah, I, I can. Took I can. Two photos of the screen, to, and just to show Andy, I'm like, yeah, because you you had to wait for the fucking live feed of uh, the feed to go on demand where i was just like uh i just looked at the live feed and just like rewound it dude like to the start and i even showed you the bar and stuff so i don't know why i have it and you don't well there's four lights but there is no yellow bar so um it can't it can't you can't force it on me i'm sorry i'm glad it works for you but it does not work for me during a live event i cannot rewind and uh, that's specifically a feature they mentioned is being added with the new service. So I don't know. No. I don't know. No. Maybe uh, maybe while New Japan World was disappearing from Australia, they were adding some features or something. But then again, maybe I'm just dumb. You know, there is that. But I, I've, well, I've tried, tried it many times. It doesn't work. You do a podcast with me. So I think that's proof of your intelligence right there. <laughs> Very intelligent. That's right. By the way, when uh, DKC and Taguchi uh, do their double move, it's not a total elimination. It's a total, it's a total ass elimination. Okay. I, call, I call it a funky total elimination. There you that's go. That works. That's probably better. But uh, all right. Remember when I said, I don't think this night could get any better. Well, oh, I don't here we go. That. It's, just two guys. I said that when Honma won. Versus <laughs> Yo and Musashi. <sighs> Yo and Musashi, they do their rope walk spots. Uh, but, uh, you know, just two guys. Man, they they uh, stop it. They stop, do, they, they stop double dives. And then Taka sends Doki out to the floor with an Irish whip suicida. Uh, I love Taiki. Uh, Taiki. I love <laughs> Fucking hell. Man, I must have been drunk when I wrote yeah. these. Man. I love Taka Michinoku's high knee in the corner. I always have. 
and I noticed that it's a move Hanare does to good effect too. So uh, that's true. Definitely love that. I like it when uh, Taka not only puts a cross face on someone, but like cross face. Oh, I haven't got it on tight enough. I'll just club him in the back. So he's clubbing Masashi in the back. Then cross face even more. Yo hits a great plancher on Doki. Then he gets back in the ring and a plancher on Taka Michinoku as well. Doki gets his reverse Dodon move. It looks kind of like a Noshigami on Masashi. Uh, there's a double just two guys submissions, <laughs> and the commentary goes nuts when Masashi does a Michinoku driver on Doki. There's a massive lariat by Doki. Then there's a Michinoku driver by Taka Michinoku on Yo. There's a daybreak and Masashi kicks out. Then there's a super kick. There's a super kick suplex de la luna. <laughs> Doki wins. Yeah. Just two guys. Two points. Uh, Yo and Masashi on four. Uh, before you, you talk, I just I, I have to say it. Like, yes, is Yo doing some, some copy stuff? Yeah, he is. But kind of liked him in this tournament ah fuck yo you know yeah. but um you know i i yeah he's been he's been really fun so you know it's like it's like what happens when you get him outside of his comfort zone a little bit with like he was doing great with leo rush too you know Absolutely. um i i think this is the future for him is to kind of have him with people that aren't chaos that's kind of what i think would be good for him but um i agree so the rope walk thing we haven't talked about this yet so I guess the original like owner and founder of Michinoku Pro is is actually Great Sasuke, which is strange to think that you know because talking Michinoku, but it's not. It was not him. It was uh, Great Sasuke. And anyway, but the current owner that is um, is Hakushi. Remember Hakushi from WWF, and he he had tattoos all over him, and he would oh, do yeah. the praying rope walk. So that's why they're doing that praying rope walk thing is uh, is is because they're kind of like shouting him out. So that's what that is. Um, anyway, I thought that was pretty cool. I think Musashi doing the Michinoku driver, uh, excuse me, the Zack driver right in front of Taka was fucking <laughs> bullshit. And so the <laughs> fact that then Taka just picked him up and hit him with it was great. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, you know who else really liked that is a referee by the name of Marty Asami. Um, chumpy number one, we've learned uh, his name is. And he is here for this next match, Luke, because he's ready for it. It is House of Torture versus TMDK. And Luke, this has this match begins with your favorite, a legitimate Kanemaru Gambit from the man himself. What Yay! <laughs> <laughs> that happens... But, man, Fujita just kind of handles House of Torture and takes him out, and it's great. He and Robbie, they – they uh, what is this? Oh, they double-team Kanemaru. And uh, Robbie hits a standing moonsault on Kanemaru's fucking face and then throws his shirt in the crowd. For And the crowd's like – they were going already going, oh, because he kind of, like, blasted Kanemaru, and he doesn't usually do a standing moonsault, I don't think. And then he throws the, the like, shirt, so it's like, oh, oh. You know, kind of did one of those. It was fun. So, <laughs> brawl in the crowd. House, uh, House Torture beat up TMDK all over the place. There's heat on Fujita. And this is great. Uh, Marty Sami really wants to get his point across. So, he argue, <clears throat> argues with show while Kanemaru hits moves on the outside to Fujita. You know, <laughs> uh, and it's like he really had to 
get something across to, to show. So we got to talk about that right now. But uh, <laughs> so then show puts a brab on Fujita and Japanese commentary laughs about that. <laughs> they think that's hilarious. So, well, you know, Tenzon's watching that going, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, I do that sometimes. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> Fujita comes back with a big chop and uh, leg lariat, which is a Robbie Eagles move. So uh, Robbie tags in, and he runs wild, hits his leg lariat, his uh, big dive, and narrowly avoids going into the front row. Pretty cool. You know, Robbie, 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 oi, oi, oi. And, uh, you know, he gets his chart, his chance started there, and he's uh, going for a little fuck your leg on show. Show chokes him with his own bandana to avoid the backpack stanner, stunner, which is a great counter. <laughs> and I was oh, like, yeah. that was so funny. Um, plus, it's very disrespectful to do that, to, especially to Robbie Eagles. <laughs> so, <laughs> things are sacred. So there's a chump bump, of course, but Robbie blocks a low blow. And he hits a remarkable kick to show his head. It's it, like he follows up with more stuff, but it was almost like such a good roundhouse kick that you just kind of let that breathe, you know, because it was tremendous. It was just. Yeah, I'm still feeling that first kick, even though he's doing more kicks. I'm just like, yeah. What? I would have just stopped because it was so good, man. I love that. But he goes right into the Ron Miller special and show taps out, but Chumpy's taking a nap. So sorry, he doesn't see it. House of Torture's out, and they do karate chop to Robbie's PP. Sad. <laughs> uh, but there's a big moment for Vegeta here as he fights back against House of Torture, and he's like, here I go. I'm a baby face. I'm going to do my big dive. And oh, my God, Luke, can you describe for the listening audience <laughs> Vegeta's near-death experience here? <laughs> uh, as, uh, as Mr. Hanare would say, oh, shit. <laughs> Because something happened to Masashi just uh, uh, one of the previous nights. So House of Torches outside, they're all reeling. They're all reeling in that way on the outside that people do, wrestlers do, where they've all got their head, three of them have all got their arms around each other. Like they're staggering drunk home or something like that. You know, obviously waiting for a dive. I don't care. It's wrestling logic. It works. Vegeta runs at him, bounces off the ropes, bounces off the other ropes to get a bit more speed. He jumps over and wow, he you know how juniors need no railings because like they make extra air and they could land in the fucking crowd or something like that or bake their back on the railing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Fujita almost died landing on half on the apron and then smacking himself down onto the mat. Or maybe his feet briefly touch the house of torture guys but they sell it anyway that's what you do <laughs> and what makes me feel relieved after that moment Fujita stands right back up I'm like yeah. okay and, and he does the fist bump yeah he's like come on you know yeah he does that one you know <laughs> it, it, you know how like okay so you know how Jeff Hardy does the swanton bomb and it's like it looks like he's just kind of like laying flat and at the last second he turns over right um that's kind of what it looked like Fujita did to the floor over the ropes. He just did a swanton bomb to the floor to nobody. <laughs> it was like, it was, but it was just, it's just fun that that used to be, you know, Doki was watching from behind the curtain. He's like, that used to be me. <laughs> he used to do that all the fucking time, man. It's great, yeah. you know? So I really like that. Um, that was so, so fun. So it was very close to death, but 
There's another attempted chump bump, but a dodge makes Kanemaru hit show with the whiskey, and Robbie does his like half folding roll up thing to show for the win. TMDK are on four points, and Hot are on six. Yes, yes, they are. Wow, my notes suck. I got TMDK on six. Uh, Maybe you're double. right. Double. I will check while you talk about the next match. All right, you do that, Mr. Go. No, you you were right, uh, so I take that back. All right, so next we have LIJ versus the Jet Setters. The Jet Setters being Kushida and Kevin Knight. And LIJ, and that's, uh, yay, Bushi! And looking T-turn! Yeah, anyway, uh, Knight hits this gnarly-looking backbreaker on T-turn at the start, and I'm like, Hell yeah. All right. Kevin Knight always looks like he's having fun in there. <laughs> like yeah. Marking out all the time, having a mate, like smiling all the time. He does it almost every match. I think usually for other wrestlers, I'd be like, you shouldn't be smiling so much, but I feel like it works with uh, him and Kushida in this, in this gimmick. they got a kind of fun. Rip he's a baby face. Ball. And when, yeah. when he, it's going to make it even better when he turns, you know? Now how I, I, we jokingly, Talk about double stacking people. Well, Knight does oh, yeah. that. Love seeing him scoop slam Pete Pan and double stacking him on top of Bushi. I just wish, yeah, that's right, Kevin Knight. Fucking rack him and stack him, mate. I just wish yeah. he had have gone for a pin there on both men. Would have loved that, mind you. Would is Chumpy riffing this? Uh, would he have counted the pin? I I don't know. Uh, T Tan and Bushi hang Knight on the ropes and do double drop kicks to him off the top rope, which is pretty cool. Uh, Knight hits that awesome uh, double Pele kick. Bushi's arm takes an absolute whooping from Kishida. Like, if there's any arm he hates more than anyone else's, Kishida has just got total disdain for Bushi's arms. Just, no, doesn't like it. But then there's this really cool move where Kishida goes for a springboard and it's, boom, into a back cracker dude, that was awesome Bushi. so dude, awesome oh that was so good uh t-tan he takes out kushida and there's this kind of uh double mx move that uh the lij boys do and bushi actually gets a win because i thought we were doing t-tan gets the wins for the team bushi gets the jobs for the team but no bushi pins kevin knight that was an awesome match Great chemistry for all four guys, too. I really liked it. I thought he pinned Kushida. I, <laughs> that's, what, that's what I thought. Because I thought the Teton dove on Kevin Knight right there at the in the in the best yes, right. I have. It is Kushida. Because so, uh, yeah, I thought that was Kevin Knight. You're right. Pretty big fucking deal for yeah. Bushi. I was like, oh, that's awesome. You got to pin Kushida. You know, I, I don't know. I thought that was cool. Oh, I mean, in uh, the doghouse getting jobs. Yeah. Bushi. Yeah. Well, I was just saying maybe. You know, maybe I was just really happy for an imaginary scenario. But either way, <laughs> uh, don't come here for your accuracy. Just come here for fun. But, uh, Luke, the next match is the main event. And now it is uh, another main event for Watto and Desperado, right? And they've had some success now. So this is pretty cool. And they're facing in the main event the War Dogs, who are maniacs, right? 
So Maloney comes out and he beats the shit out of Master Watto and Bullet Club just beat up on both guys all over the place. Watto is super over here for some reason. This is like one of those hick towns where they love Watto. So <laughs> he's he's super hey, over. Love the story like I do, dude. Come on. Yeah. Oh, hey man, you know, it's it this is getting over huge. So he like when he fights back the crowd is losing their mind, you know, and not like they were for anybody else in this night except for maybe Nido and his friends. But uh, Watto chops Maloney. So Maloney, Maloney stands and always oh, stands on Watto's blue glove hand and spits on him. And I was like, God damn. Now, Watto, that's his chopping hand, too. So, like, he's, start, he's doing a really good job of trying to hit chops and, and it hurts. But then he starts kicking Dan Maloney. And I noticed something I'd never noticed about Watto that is awesome. So, guys do this, like, beetle blaster. Like, it's like a – it's like – it's a mid kick or like a low, you call it a low kick or something, but it's right in the middle of low and a high kick. And it's basically a roundhouse to the midsection. But he usually that's when they're kicking dudes in the chest, right? So Wada does that from one side and Maloney's kind of wandering a little. And so instead of like just, you know, getting repositioned to hit from that side, Wada just turns around and does it from the other side. And I was like, he does roundhouse kicks with both legs. <laughs> and they both look great. And I was like, I have never noticed that. And I don't know if I've ever seen anybody do that except like Mike Bailey when he's doing this like like you know, thousand kicks thing. You know, he's that's a specialist, like, so you right. yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's kind of I don't know if I've ever seen anybody do that. So that's pretty cool. So uh Desperado in he runs wild brother until Connors blocks a spear from Desperado and hits one of his own for a oh, double down. So oh, that was cool. This match has a really interesting dynamic. So because it's like three dogs and then master gatito. So you got like three dogs and a kitten, you know, and it's wild. <laughs> it's you know, because Desperado, he's not, you know, he's a fucking maniac, right? So we get the total elimination on Watto and Bullet Club go for the full club clip, but Desperado interferes, drill a killer, but no, Watto counters, and Maloney ends up hitting his double stomp instead uh, for a big double down. Crowd's fucking on fire. Now, this is where I miss something here because somehow all of a sudden Desperado's mask is ripped and his hair's coming out. When did that okay. happen? Yes. All right. So this starts early on in the match with Clark Connors. He starts it off. Now I feel like their, their initial idea between the ball club guys is to kind of rip his mask then also yank his hair through his mask. So he can't see. Okay. Okay. So that was the idea. Okay. That it makes a lot of sense. Cause all of a sudden, at this point in the match, Desperado appears exactly like you described. Like his hair is all in the way. Part of it, though, that works in two ways because he uses his hair a couple different ways in this match. One, it's like so he can't see there, but also it kind of covers his face, you know. So I don't, I don't know who ended up doing that, but it was kind of cool. It works either way. So I really like that. So that happens. We get a big Bouye exchange, and it's really great and really intense uh, between Connors and, and El Desperado. Uh, there's the side hanging numero dos from Desperado, and then kind of a dumb spot where like Desperado just suddenly runs over and feeds his head through the ropes to Dan Maloney, who's like waiting there with a chair. Like why? Did he, and then he hits Desperado. Desperado saw him there. You know what I mean? He runs over. Hey, what's going on over here? You know, and gets hit in the, with a chair. That was dumb. So, uh, but Connors uses this opportunity to continue ripping off the mask, right? And he reveals 
Desperado Space to everybody, which should be a DQ. I, it's not, but um, yeah, here's then, how I feel about it. Like, all right, the red red shoes is down, so they they rip the mask right off. Okay, so the ref doesn't see it, but the ref will then see El Desperado's face, which means his mask came off. Like, yeah. that's deep. it. I, I'm going to allow it because I love the end, uh, the post match stuff. So I'm allow it. <laughs> well. I, I think you're going to have to tell me more about this match because, like, I just, you know, this happens, and I noticed that the ref's down too, right? So, and then Connors murders Desperado by sitting him face first on a chair, like with his head, like, sticking out the back Canadian style, and they blast him with another chair, and that was pretty brutal. And then Wado comes in for the big save, but he's, he's kind of late. He's <laughs> like, a little late there, man, you know? But he dives on Maloney. And Desperado uses his hair to cover his face. He kind of like bites his hair, so it's in his face. It, he can wrestle still, and uh, it's like a comb over, but for your it's, face. Yes, yes, it's a face over uh, with the comb. But then uh, Pinche Loco on the belt, and Desperado pins Connors. So Watto and Desperado get the win, which is really. I know that's not the big story coming out of this, but it is the big story coming out of this match. You know, this is a cool rivalry that's just been born here. You know what I mean? Oh my and um, my whole thing is that I don't, you know, Desperado's mask coming off. We've only, we've seen them do that one time where it worked really well. Another time where it was kind of like, ah, eh, diminishing returns kind of thing. And then this time, I just, I feel like it's something that should like come at the end of a feud, not at the beginning. But I really liked it. So. All right. So here's how I see it. I don't see it as necessarily being part of the feud but being a big moment for the wato despi story itself and i know okay. hey this Why? happened at the tusuranga gymnasium <laughs> why would you do it here and not at i don't know the budokan or korokan i'm like oh sometimes uh, even these hick towns deserve like a really cool fucking moment hey you're going to keep putting shows on at these places. You want people to come back and have like a really special moment they saw. So, yes, I, I really bought into this because I was like, all right, the end, the post-match, Despy, of course, he gets the win. And then what happens is uh, Wato, he comes rushing into the ring with their daggy T-shirt that's so adorable <laughs> and covers Desperado's face with it straight away, like as soon as he could. And I was just like, yay. But it's that T-shirt that Despy hates. What will be more important to him? Uh, covering his face with that shirt or going like, I hate this shirt more than uh, I hate my face being shown <laughs> and throw it into the crowd. But he keeps it on oh. and the crowd kind of marks out for it. Uh, at, uh, like uh, uh, I didn't watch this live neither of us did so i had to go back on world afterwards so i could hear what uh well read what despy says to wato and it pretty much boils down to i still hate you but it seems we've got something here wait let's do this and okay. uh they shake hands Aww. so like all right in terms of a feud yeah you'd probably want a spot like this to happen yeah at the end of the feud but in terms of like this budding relationship between Wado and Despy, I think it's a pretty big step and I like it. And uh, they're enough. telling that story, I guess, throughout the whole 
best of the Super Juniors. So, uh, look, remember how I said I want, like, Catch 2-2 to win? I still do. But uh, if Wado and Despy win, I'm still going to be over the moon happy. So, also, Wado and Despy, Despy no longer need to win this tournament because they've just been the champs. So, uh, oh, will they, get a, will they get a chance to wrestle the champs before Wrestle Kingdom? I don't know. Maybe. But... Uh, yeah. I'm not sure either, but uh, they are Wado and Desperado on eight points now. And the leaders of the best of the Super Juniors Tag League, or just regular Super Juniors Tag League, too. And the War Dogs are on six and haven't won in a little while, I don't think, right? Did they they win that other They've had three wins, two losses. I can't remember who their other loss was. Two. It was somebody. It was Catch 2 2, wasn't it? Because it hurt. It it like hurt them. Hurt them real bad. They were really pissed about it. So I think it was Catch 2 2. I think you're right. Uh, they, you know, Finley says we want wins or bodies, so I guess they got bodies in that match. <laughs> that was fun, man. I really enjoyed uh, both these shows quite a bit, you know, and uh, they were action-packed, and they got storylines that I care about. It's amazing how even someone like Wado is one of these guys in New Japan. We haven't talked, like, you know, repeated this point in a while, but it does bear repeating, that New Japan's filled with guys that you can just suddenly heat up and put at the top of the cart, you know, and it's working with Watto. It's worked twice now with Watto this year. Pretty cool. It has. Uh, I also like that. All right. They're not going to put a mask on Watto and Watto is super adorable. Let's lean into that. Let's let him be his adorable self and kind of use that for a story. Uh, That's fucking fantastic. I love it. Let Watto be Watto. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of to walk He does. And um, well, Luke, um, we have to move on to the third show we're going to talk about, which is kind of just a little extra thing because it doesn't deserve its own episode. It's called Fighting Spirit Unleashed. And um, I guess, Luke, before we talk about Sam's Town Live, we should talk about the production a little bit. Who won the match, the equipment or the production staff? The production stuff jobbed the fuck out big time. So me using my voice to all right, give me a wrestler's name that was on the show. Say that again. Give me a wrestler's name that was on the show. Any wrestler. Oh, okay. Uh how about Eddie Kingston? All right. All right, so Eddie Kingston, he's in the ring. And here's the ring announcer guy. Eddie! And then it goes all staticy. So so Eddie, and then when he goes higher pitched, static, 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 the sound can't handle it. And it happens so much for so many wrestlers. And I'm just like, come on, man. The ring announcer, you can't get his sound right. I can't hear the ring a lot of the times. And I mean that in the way that you and I like hearing the ring when we, we watch all the Japanese shows. So... Do I like what the wrestlers do for the most part on the show? Yeah, I do. But not being able to hear the sound does kind of take away from some of this stuff. Also, at least the, the railing is too close to the ring. And at least one person on the show, uh, I'm looking at you, Hyann, uh, does a dive and almost smashes her fucking face on the damn thing. Like, yeah. So the sound crew all need to be fucking fired. Here's another, like, I just want to talk about the show after I get my little. Well, let's, let's rant. make sure we're taught. We let no people 
what we're talking about because oh. we, we only watched the Japanese commentary. So yes. we did not, we're not talking about Veda Scott and Walker, Texas Ranger. They apparently did a great job. And I'm sure I, I have no doubt from what you've told me, Vader's really good. And I've heard a little bit of uh, the, the Texas Ranger man on the Tweety just doing his, well, his, show, his, his voice TV really show is fantastic. So I'm sure he's going to do great. Yeah. Look, uh, here's a nitpick of annoyance for me. Yeah, we're getting a, a new New Japan English commentator. Yay! Where is he? Where's his debut? It's Unleashed Spirit Fighting. Okay. Cool. And if you want to hear it, give us 20 American dollary dues. And um, how about how about I give you some dollary nothings? <laughs> and just listen to the Japanese commentary with my New Japan Pro Wrestling subscription. So if anyone is hoping for us to give us give you our review on uh, Walker Stewart's commentary, we will not. Not yet. But uh, I, if anyone I, wants to tell us how he did, uh, never in pod, at gmail.com. I thought about it. I, I think that he actually has been on New Japan World before because I think he is doing English commentary for some the of the country, like Kevinwood, like yeah, yeah, and and I might go back and see if I can find some of that just to hear what it sounds like. But but the main beef I have with the production issue here is that the commentators are so loud and the ring yeah. is so quiet and the crowd's so quiet that it only kind of evens out to where you can like hear both without one being so obnoxious that it's like again it sounds totally like obnoxious. milano's standing he's standing right next to you screaming in your face you know that's not what i want so um you know it, it it eventually got so it was bearable but it was pretty bad um but then again maybe it was great on fight you know but i'm not yeah. paying that you know so we we have some negative uh things to say about the show but we'll have some positive things too but absolutely uh, i just want to mention one more thing mr guy Please. Uh, I did not watch the pre-show for this, and that reason being is no offense to the gentleman that uh, took part in that pre-show, but uh, right before uh, Unleashed Spirit Fighting started, Collision was on with the main event of Kenny Omega versus MJF, and I would definitely prefer to watch that than Stronger. That was pretty show. good. It was fucking awesome. So I made the right decision. And I didn't watch them. And then Mr. Guy was like, you don't have to. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I would not, I would not recommend doing that. But, um, you know, uh, this show took place at a place called Sam's Town Live. Luke, uh, would you read for me a Google review of this fucking place? <laughs> yes, it's Sam's Town Live. Why is live part? You go to a place like this, you're going to see stuff. Anyway, we went there for a WWE viewing party, Survivor Series, and we sat there for two hours. The show never started. They couldn't figure out how to order it. They <laughs> refunded everyone, but still, we missed the show we planned for. I took work off to go there. My kid was excited. Now he's disappointed. Not cool. One star. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. So no one could figure out how to hook a laptop to a movie screen and just like buy a fucking peacock subscription i'm pretty sure i would have just like pulled it up on my phone if it was that big of a deal <laughs> i would have just left watch it at home but this guy sat there for two hours 
That's his really fault. to watch Survivor Series. Holy shit. I mean, damn, he sat there for two hours expecting for it to come on. I would have given up after at least, you know, 30 minutes. But anyway, well, I, I also have a, a short review of this right. place. Um, and uh, it goes a little something like this. I went to the movies and that theater was empty like it was going out of business. LOL. Two stars. <laughs> damn. Wow. Yeah. So, so uh yes. Was he was the movie good or something? Like, no, but just he sat there it, thinking about how shit the venue was the whole time, mm -hmm. I guess. And he just wanted to laugh in their face that they were going out of business. So, you know, LOL Luke. All right, so we've already <laughs> talked about the uh the sound quality. Um, once again, the production staff loses, and uh we have two pre-show matches, Luke, and they are Buck Synth versus Matt Vandegriff. And Buck is this really big guy. And he beats up the smaller guy who comes back and hits this like crazy TKO looking thing. And then uh, the other guy wins with a 4 450 splash. And I'm just like, why are we doing 450 splashes in the pre show on the New <laughs> Japan show? But it's fine, whatever. Um, and then the other pre show match was, in fact, Bailin Aki, Titus Alexander, and Jacob Austin Young versus West Coast Wrecking Crew. It was Danny Limelight. Royce Isaacs and uh, Jarrell Nelson. And we know they're like the only known quantity in New Japan Strong, aren't they? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like they're like good guys and I want to see them more, but not like at the expense of taking somebody off New Japan I like. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like they have a great spot there, but it's like it sucks that nothing happens with them because they're awesome, you know? So they're a known quantity. They do their thing. Maybe we'll see them again later. Probably um, tag league. You know, yeah, the, yeah, good call. They'll probably be there. I hope so. So Jarrell Nelson gets the pin on some other guy after a bunch of double team, triple team moves on uh, the other guy. So that's what happened. That's what you missed. Then. Well, I'll uh, I'll endeavor to, to uh, no, I'm total fibulous. I'm not going to do that. So I just want to point out that this is like, this reminds me of the recent UK show that we watched where, Except for two matches, everything is under 15 mi minutes long. Oh, okay. Everything. It's only two matches that uh, break 20 minutes. I didn't think that main event was ever going to end. <laughs> oh, you didn't like it? Oh. We'll talk about it. All right. We definitely will. Okay. So let, let, let's start with a really quick, snappy fatal four-way match for to be the what number one contender for the strong open weight title. It wasn't fatal. No one died. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's I, true. So I, I messaged you straight away and I'm just like, well if Jeff Cobb wins this, Panaro's got a lose leader. Yeah. So uh there is that. And you told me Fred Rosser has to get pinned, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he does. So here we go. We it's a four-way match. It's Satoshi Kojima, the bread man, yeah. versus Fred Rosser, versus Jeff Cobb, versus Alex Cobb. Uh, uh, the Android. Alex T, the Android. And this is really fun stuff. There's uh, bread doing uh, rapid fire chops on Alex at the early, early goings. Cobb, because he does a – I like this streak that Cobb has where he's got like, oh, that's one of your signatures, huh? I'm going to do that too, yeah. you know, just to be a bit of a douchebag. So he he rapid fire chops fucking bread. How <laughs> dare you? All right. My favorite spot 
in this whole match, Cobb and Alex do stalling suplexes on uh, Rossa and Mr. Bread. And while they're doing it, Alex and Cobb start kicking each other in the gut. <laughs> they're like little shitty kicks, too. They really like can't, kick can't really do much with it, but they're still trying to get at each other. It's yeah. Crazy. And the best part of that is seeing Alex see's face because he's breaking up. He's, he starts chuckling a bit, and then the spot ends. And I'm like, fair cop. They're like, let's do this spot. We can lift them up, no problem, sure. But can we do good kicks? No. And then they start laughing, and then they uh, do suplexes on the other two guys. <laughs> I love that. That's that was, it was fucking funny. There are four-way chops that pretty much, uh, like they're all standing in a, in a kind of a square, and they're all chopping shit out of each other and stuff. And that ends with, like, Mr. Bread, Rapid fire chopping everyone, you know, it's one guy. Oh, then the other guy comes to go, Hey, Brad, what are you doing? Ah, oh, me too. Then the other What's guy, What's all hey. this, stand? All right, all right. Yeah, it's just like uh, Graham Chapman in Monty Python. All right, all right, all right. What's this? What's all this? Thing? <laughs> so this is chops. I love that. <laughs> what are you doing? Chops. Oh my god. So I see Rasa and Kojima battling it out towards the end. I'm like, I don't know what's towards the end. Because I keep expecting someone to to run in because I'm I'm not used to this and I I I'm happy it happened. Baggate of death on Mr. Fred Rosser. One, two, three. Satoshi Kojima is the number one contender for the strong open weight title. That's great. I I think that Kojima wins every like number one contendership or like tournament that isn't in New Japan proper. Like he wins all those, you know, that's the only yeah. place he, he, he wins the best. But anyway, except for that time, he went on like a 30 win streak against young lions. Remember that <laughs> <laughs> he just killed young lions for like 30 matches. Oh man. Um, there was something in this match that was incredible. I don't know if I've ever seen it. It was a bear hug power bomb from the Android on Mr. Brett. Yeah. Bear hug power bomb. Think about that. That happened. That was awesome. I love that. Also, the brain buster from Mr. Brad was tremendous. But uh, anyway, next, Luke, this is an interesting match. We have a Luchadora match. It is uh, Zoo. Oh, wait. Yeah, it's I, I'm not I'm going to mispronounce the name. So Zui, I think. And Stephanie Vacor versus Johnny Robbie and Luvia. So <clears throat> this uh, <laughs> this ring is oh, not Luvia sounds borderline. Yeah. I, yeah, uh, I don't, um, I'm going with Luvia. I know it's not that, but I'm going with that. So <laughs> the the ring is just not lit for the first minute of this match. Like there's one light. It's that fucking, that guy oh, that left. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's the guy that left the review for that one place. He, he went up there and unscrewed the bulb because it kept <laughs> screwing him up during table tennis. But uh, <laughs> so that, that was a little distracting. And that happens again later in the show where that light just is like, nah, we, we don't have that anymore. It's like, ah, oh, it's kind of important, but okay. So one team is wearing figure skating outfits, kind of, and they're the heels, right? And uh, there's two masked wrestlers, and it's pretty botchy at first. And the crowd, you know, they're kind of not sure. But then this chick tags in named Johnny Robbie, which, what a name, Johnny Robbie. I love that. <laughs> She's, like, just kind of like... She looks like a fiery baby face female wrestler. She comes in and does the fiery baby face thing. It does all kinds of cool moves. And everyone's like, holy shit, who the fuck is Johnny Robbie? I love Johnny Robbie. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> so, oh, man. 
It was awesome. We get a, a sexy face smash, like several sexy face smashes from Stephanie. Uh, she beats up Johnny Robbie a bunch, and there's stereo cannonballs from the baby faces. Johnny Robbie does one of my favorite moves ever, the roll-through snapmare, or, you know, where you kind of like, you snapmare somebody, but they both go and roll through and do a do a little roll. It's so cool, man. I love that move. So anyway, she does that. And uh, it gets a little stiff at times, too, which is fun. I like that. This uh, old guy in the front row gets the thrill of his life when uh, Luchador is landing in his lap doing dives. And he's just like, <laughs> glad I came to this show. And, uh, <laughs> there's a tilt-a-whirl neck breaker, which looked terrifying from Stephanie. She gets the win. Pins Johnny Robbie. The crowd's like, respect it. Have you heard about Johnny Robbie? I heard she's great. So pinning her is a big deal. You know, we learned a lot about her all in one match. And uh, and the Stephanie lady, she gets on the mic and she says, uh, you know, either I she's I thought she right. said it's me, Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. So she wants to challenge me, Iwatami, who is not the strong women's champion, but the nice. IWGP yeah. women's champion, which is confusing. But uh, that's what's going on there. What do you think of that, Luke? The, the finisher looked like a shock arrow turned backbreaker kind of thing, which looked gnarly. There's um, one of them, one of the wrestlers is in the ropes, like tied up in the ropes, like a spider, and then they just like drop kick the shit out of her. Ouch. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that that spot where the, the, one of the ladies planches over the fucking railing, I understood this because the referee's like, cut, guy! <laughs> and I'm like, he just said that was cool. Oh. And he's right. That was cool. <laughs> All right. So I guess I got the, the next match. This is fine. It is Gabe Kidd, who I think is absolutely amazing, versus Filthy Tom, who, yeah, this match is fine. Like, I don't don't hate him, but, you know, he's not one of my favorites. Yeah, uh, that's it. There, look, there's a weird spot in this match. And uh, I, did, I did look at it again because it was kind of funny. So uh, it, it's filthy. He's down for a 20-count spot. And then the oh, ref kind Jesus of Christ. stops things by going out of the ring to see if Filthy's all right. And Filthy probably just said, bitch, I'm selling. Get the fuck. Or he can't hear the count or something. Maybe because his ears are cauliflowered over the ear hole or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, I My take on that was the ref – started counting when they went out in the crowd and you saw Gabe kid walk over to him and say, fuck you. Right. And he's doing that in character, but he's also saying, Hey, what are you doing? So, cause they're about to do a bunch of spots out there. So Gabe kid rolls in, looks at him, flips him off and then goes right back out. And the guy starts counting again, but really slow. And that's not how Japanese counting works at all. And the timing was supposed to be, they start getting towards the ring. He could go out there if he needs to, whatever, the ref, meaning the ref. But they start getting close to the guardrail. Then he starts counting. Then they they hit each other, and they're, they're doubled down right there by the edge of the ring, you know, on the floor, and he's already to 17 by the time that happens. And then they both get in. That's the spot they were trying to do, and it didn't work. So. And it didn't work because of the fucking referee. The it ref was not Gabe Kidd or Filthy Tom's fault. <laughs> that was a gigantic ref bump. Ref bump? Ref botch. Yeah. Absolutely. But uh, to their credit, Gabe Kidd and Filthy Tom, they continue with the match. And it's pretty solid stuff. I like seeing uh, Gabe Kidd. He goes... 
you know what? I can do a Claudio swing. Swings him around a couple of times. Yeah, fuck that. I'm just going to brab filthy Tom. And not long after that, we get a German, uh, not German Olympics, a pile driver from Gabe Kid pinning filthy Tom Lawler. One, two, three. Yeah. I, I thought this was fine. Like you said, there was kind of some weird stuff going on in it. But, man, the best part of the match was Tom Lawler comes out dressed like Carm from the bear and fucking signs a, a chick's boobs on the way to the ring. <laughs> I was like, okay, you know, I like this match just because of that. Um, the pile driver at the end looked fucking terrifying as it should. I thought that was awesome. I enjoyed that quite a bit uh, to some extent. Actually, I think I'm overstating. Anyway, the next match, uh, well, before the next match, we have a backstage interview with Julia's opponent, Hyun, Hyun, Hyun. And uh, the sound is real bad, man. She's trying to, like, be, like, fiery baby face. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to get her. I'm going to get her in the. You know, it's like that. It's bad. I feel terrible. So uh, next, Luke. Oh, man, I'm so glad I get to talk about this one. It's the 40th anniversary of Atlantis having his first match in the United States match. It's Atlantis. Atlantis Jr., Mystico, and Tanahashi versus Heel Tiger Mask, Adrian Quest, Soberano Jr., and Rocky Romero. So this is awesome. I love the beginning of this because, I mean, it's, like, obvious. Like, the president of New Japan shows up. He gives Atlantis flowers and fucking Atlantis is like, cool. And, and, and like, oh, let's all pose for a picture. Like, I'm going to set the, set the flowers down over here and uh, I'll pose for the picture. Rocky Ramirez just comes out of nowhere and like destroys him with the flowers. So there's rose petals everywhere. And the rest of the match, they're just wrestling in rose petals. <laughs> and it's so funny. That so ring funny. smelled amazing. And it oh, wasn't just Katahashi this time. It, was, it wasn't Doki's hair. It was no. the <laughs> so funny. So Tiger Mass is a heel, which is, makes this match kind of fun. Um, and uh, the heels kill everybody. And Tanahashi's giving everyone dragon screws. And he grabs the ref's leg. And he's like, going for it. And he's just thinking a pop. <laughs> That's really funny. And the ref's like, oh, shit. Thank you, Mr. Tanahashi. That, that was so funny. So, uh, so fun stuff with Atlantis, um, you know, where, like, Atlantis will, like, <laughs> like he he's like got Atlantis Jr. in there, so he's like, "Hey man, you you do a dive," and then he like holds his hand up, like, "Look what we did!" <laughs> and all he did was just tell him what to do. That was really fun. Mm. Also, like seeing some super fucking old guy hit like you know tilt to world backbreakers on like three dudes, <laughs> and you're like, "Your knee is fucked, isn't it?" I just. Yeah. Yes, it I is. I mean, wow. It's it's fun to watch old luchadors wrestle. It's a good time. So anyway, Mr. old luchadors all have Terry Funk knees at some Yeah. Some yeah. Yeah. You no, you can't go out there and do flips. You shouldn't have been able to walk in here, you know. Uh, but uh <laughs> Mystico and Rocky, they go at it, um, and they start to get or you know, they go after the heels and then they get into an argument. Everybody dives except Tiger Mask because when he Everybody tries dives. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about that. So uh everybody dies except Tiger Mask because he goes for a big dive, but fucking sling blade. <laughs> so, and then oh my god, my note says something hilarious. <laughs> It can't be real. So it says placenta from the ace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, placenta. <laughs> 
So that happens. And then Atlantis murders Adrian Quest and pins him for the uh, for the victory. It's great because I mean he's just he just really kills him with a fucking big power move and pins him for the win. I thought that was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, I dug that too. Atlantis, Atlantis Jr. I'm like, how do I? And I had they in the same outfits and gear. How do I tell who's a who? Oh yeah, because the old guy. His whole body is like all wrinkly and stuff. So I'm like, that's Atlanta senior for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Plus he's well, not doing dives. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's ma- he's making his son do dives and taking the credit for it. The son of a bitch. Atlanta believe- will be able to do that in about 40 years time when Atlanta's <laughs> junior junior becomes a wrestler. <laughs> well, it's also awesome. And how like, how like luchador culture is this? It's so great. That the fucking old guy who's celebrating, you know, his 40th anniversary is the guy that gets the win, too. <laughs> this whole, yeah, exactly. This whole match, by the way, um, is Atlantis and Atlantis Jr. And my nerd brain goes straight to Doctor Who because in the 60s, they did it because it's sci fi. Sci fi has tropes. One of those tropes is the Lost City of Atlantis. Yeah. So they do the Lost City of Atlantis in a 60s story. Then about five or six years late, later in the 70s, they do another Atlanta story, but they do another Atlanta story as if they'd never done an Atlanta story before. So there's New two Atlantis. separate Atlantises. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Well, you I needed mean, to know that. If you I know anything that, about Doctor Who now, you know that. I thought that they were. He was just a big Stargate fan, you know. <laughs> Especially Stargate Atlantis. Well, yeah, that's his favorite. He likes the other ones too. I mean, you know the. The, the newest one, I can't remember what it's called, but where the girl's crying like the whole fucking season, I can't remember what it's called, but that yeah. one wasn't so good. All right, so here we go. We've got a video package. Someone's throwing oh. darts at Yano, and I'm, and I'm like intrigued. Who is this? Who could this be? And then it's like Joey Janelle, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Is this like a Japanese? Are you coming to actual New Japan? Oh, no. It's Lone Star, which I feel like is on in a week or two or something crazy. Like, come on, man. What are you doing? As, as long as it's like on world with just Japanese commentary or something, like, I'm allowed. But, yeah, know. they're trying to squeeze in one more lot, big live American show before the end of the year, I guess. And he's going to be on it and he's going to fight Yano. And it'll be like, you know, Yano versus Chase Owens pretty much, except not as good. So, you know, that's just my opinion. I don't have a very high opinion of Joey Janela as a professional wrestler. Um, I know he's had good matches and stuff, but I just, I've never seen one. So, yeah. uh, Anyway, uh, it's. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like uh, some people watching that would have been like, oh my God, that's going to be sick. You and I. I mean, just that was a wet fart. Anyway. Here's something that's the opposite of a, a wet fart, which is no, I'm gonna start again. This match is really good and uh awesome. has nothing to do with farts. It is Julia versus Hyan. And I don't have so much as notes, but kind of gnarly fucking shit they do in this match, which is dude, this match is really highly physical. There's just some really fucking cool shit. And this is the match where this is Hyun. He goes, she goes for a suicida, and the railing is just right there. Does she hit Julia? Yeah. She also bonks her hair face on the railing, sort of <laughs> as well. So that's a, that's an ouchie. 
There's all sorts of awesome shit by both ladies. Julia hits a goddamn super dragon suplex. What the fuck? Yeah. Hyun hits this gnarly-looking spear that I'm pretty sure would just, like, broken any lesser human being in half. But, you know, Julia's one tough motherfucker. This, this match rules. It is a match where I was like, man, I would have loved another eight minutes of these two beating the ever-loving shit out of each other. It was awesome. The crowd was super into it as well. They were obviously pro-Julia. Julia's the, the bigger name. Ju lots of Julia chants. But as the match goes on and people see what uh, kind of cool-looking shit Hyun can do, you know, there's a bit of respect there from the fans too for, for, for Hyun's Hyun. So did this match do what it needed to do? Yeah. Hey, Julia's awesome. You should follow Julia. Also, if you didn't know Hyun, you know her now. This match was really cool. I liked it. Julia retains. I don't have a lot of notes on this match either because I was just kind of watching it, you know, because <laughs> that was fantastic, you know what I mean? I thought yeah. it was really good, and it was uh, – it's wild. Like, uh, Julia has, like, this charisma, you know. It's kind of, like, hard not to look at her and watching her – I get that. Like, just get destroyed and then destroy other people is just like, wow, that's real cool, and that's one of the, like, I don't know, can't stop watching it. So I was watching this quite a bit. I like – you know, Julia has like her offense is interesting because it's kind of like there's she hits a lot of traditional Japanese wrestling moves like she does, you know, uh, a bunch of different missile drop kicks. You know, she does the STF. She it's just like stuff that's just I don't know, just normal Japanese wrestler would have in their arsenal like Tanahashi or someone that wrestles that kind of style. So I like that she has that. But she also has the like ridiculous power moves and she's not that big. So that really works in her favor a lot. And I think she's also tremendous at bumping. Like some of the bumps that she took in this match that were simple bumps will look like she was getting destroyed. There was a power bomb in this match from Hyun that was like, Oh my God. <laughs> like she's threw her right through the mat. And like I was, I think I messaged you something about this, how like, if you ever watch WWE, some of the like women's matches, and I'm not talking about all of them. I'm just giving an example of, you know, sometimes like the women hit the ropes and the ropes barely move, you know, or they 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 bump and the and the boards don't even rattle. Like you don't even like hear the thing that makes a bump sound like a bump. And these ladies did. I mean, <laughs> those boards were rattling. Let's put it that way. You know what I mean? They were hitting the mat as hard as any guy on the show. And it was just, I'm not saying to, that to compare them. I'm just saying that's the kind of match we had where they were just destroying each other and it looked great. So I enjoyed it quite yeah. a bit too. Hell yeah. Long winded. So, uh, oh man. All right. So next, Luke, we have Bert and Ernie. I mean, it's the strong tag championship match. It's ELP and Hikaleo versus Lance Archer. And the taco guy, Alex Zane, Sauce and Monsters. So <laughs> they, I don't know why there was a press conference. Come on, New Japan. I'm not watching that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not watching a press conference for this, this fucking show. So there was one, and apparently ELP and Hikaleo brought people dressed as Bert and Ernie. It's Halloween. No, they were dressed as Bert and Ernie. Okay. Do you know anything else about this? That's the only part of the thing I watched. Uh, it was it was it was kind of funny. Like 
ELP does his kind of promo half as ELP, half as Ernie. And then all Hikaleo says is, come on, Bert, let's go get some ice cream. Okay. And that, that sounds was it. amusing, you know. Do you think that they get maxis? <laughs> Maxi bonds? Yeah, that's uh, – you never know. Wow. That could happen. But, uh, so, yeah. See, it's not as funny as – like, my favorite ones is the one, the Japanese press conferences where ELP just hands someone his phone. Yeah. They all have to sit there, too, on stage, and we get to see everyone's reactions to the silly shit that's going on, you know? Yeah, no one – it's just all – it's just the four men on the stage. Look, it was it was nifty. It was, it was, it was funny, but, uh, you know, it's fine. Well, anyway, the, he comes out, but the, that doesn't happen yet. First, what happens is we have Lance Archer and Taco Guy come out. And this is so funny because Lance Archer's all like, oh, I'm babyface. Look at me. And he walks up to a young lion standing ringside and offers his hand. And the young lion's like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I want to be your friend. No. Destroyed. And <laughs> Every baby yeah. dies. Right. He kills all the babies, and this is the first one. And he just walks around with a big smile on his face, killing every young lion he can see. So that was fun. Um, he's just having a good time, you know. And he off or what where we go. So Hikaleo and ELP, they bring Bert Nanny to the ring, and Archer kills Bert Ernie. Okay, you know, that's pretty funny. So, that was good. <laughs> yeah, so ELP and um Alex Zane, they uh they wrestle and it's just fucking great. It's just tremendous. You know, I guess it's not juniors wrestling anymore, is it? It's it's just flippy guy wrestling. It's fantastic. So then the big men tag in, right? And they do like big men stuff, and it's really good. Hikaleo and Eel. How do you say that? You wrote big man stuff, and I wrote big man shit. Yeah, I mean, I don't. They like hit big shoulder tackles and stuff, and you can see Lance Archer's like, I gotta. I got to puff up a little bit for this young guy and show him what's up, you know, and, and, you know, he's actually selling. It's shocking. He's selling what's going on. I can't believe it. So um, it's, I couldn't believe it. So then we get some more uh, ELP and Zane, which is really good. The big man brawl on the outside and then into one corner, like towards one corner, ELP and Lance Archer, they walk the ropes. All right. And they walk the ropes and meet each other on the ropes. Like, uh Oh, and this does not go right, but it's still fun. So they've run into each other because they both do that move. They're standing on the ropes and they're like looking at each other. And so ELP kicks Lance Archer and it doesn't work. And then he tries to chop him and that doesn't work. And then he tries the purple nurple and he just gets like fucking chopped off the ropes. Right. But then Archer tries to do something off the ropes. It just kind of like falls and lands on ELP. And it's like, oh, okay. I thought the spot was really fun though. So, uh, Hikaleo and ELP, they hit the UFO TKO thingy for two. ELP takes a humongous choke slam from uh, from Lance Archer. The big men try to choke slam each other, which is another awesome big man spot. Uh, Hikaleo hits a power slam and then fucking choke slams Archer. And he goes up huge. I couldn't believe it. I was like, when does he wrestle like this? This is awesome. So, And then Hikaleo hits a choke slam. Thunder kiss on Alex Zane. ELP pins him. A good, uh, you know, uh, a good like. You missed, uh, def- you missed the dude. That, that it's not that's a super thunder kiss, right? Because we got the Japanese commentary. It, it, it's funny. It was like super thunder kiss. Brief pause. What year is this again? Oh, eighty six. Oh, yeah, that one. 
Um, but I, I thought that was a solid defense for these guys. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're going to meet again probably in World Tag League. So this tells us a little bit about that, you know, starting that story. I thought this was pretty good, man. Um, you know, what do you think? I thought this match was, was great. Was that double rope spot thing done to 100% perfection? Nah. But they got enough across for you and I to both be like, so what are you doing? That's really cool. Uh, and, yeah, the, the the big man shit from Archer and Hikaleo. That's great. I fucking liked it. Yeah, that was really good. Man, those ropes bend back real far for both those men when they're fucking going for it. <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah. but, uh, what, what happened afterwards? There were some shenanigans afterwards. Oh, we see two guys running down the ring. And, oh, look at this. It's Royce Isaacs and Jorel Nelson, the West Coast Wrecking Crew. They take out ELP and Hikaleo. And hold up the belts, and they uh, they they challenge. They they're challenging uh, uh, Bert and Annie for the uh, titles. ELP and Hikaleo. They talk for a long time too, and it's like, come on, quit talking. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> Mr. Annie's gonna get to sleep. I like this because just to peek behind a curtain, dear listeners, we were gonna do this on my nighttime, Mr. Andy's morning, and I only chose that because usually we do it on my morning, and I figured you might like. You might appreciate the change of schedule. Then you're telling me stuff like, can they hurry the fuck up? Royce, Jorel, get the fuck out. I don't care about <laughs> this. Fuck up. I'm only getting to get five hours sleep. And I'm like, Aya, do you want to just do this in the morning? And you're like, oh, my God, thank you. And then you, like, logged off and went to bed. <laughs> yeah. I was done. I was yeah. done. I, I watched Tanari and Eddie Kingston, but then uh, that was it, man. Like, yeah, she did. Done. All right, so this is my match. Hinare versus Eddie Kingston, crowd super into Eddie as uh, as they should be, and not much of not much fanfare for Hinare, but I feel like uh, just like in the Hyun match, this uh, this Yankee Doodle crowd <laughs> <laughs> uh, get behind Hinare because he's got some fucking really cool moves and stuff. This is a really good, but unfortunately too short another match. Like I, I like a never style match. 15 to 20 is my sweet spot. This is like 12 minutes. But it is still really good stuff between Hanare and Eddie Kingston. They got some pretty decent chemistry going here. And I really like what they laid down. There's heaps of strikes and back fists and, and, and all this kind of stuff. I really liked seeing uh, Eddie just bump like a maniac for the rampage tackle. Man, I'll tell you what. People can complain about those Japanese shows, but I've filled this whole thing with me saying things like Rampage Tackle and things like that. I fucking love it when they go high-pitched like that for moves. It It's just yeah, awesome. It's just it's like fun. I really like it. So it's it's funny, but it's also really cool too. I just It's just like that Japanese flavor. So do I understand everything? No, but the Japanese commentary is still really Goddamn good, everyone. Shut up. So, yeah, this is a really good match. That get They get a – this is a pretty awesome chant, which is something I'm really happy for because I'm invested in Hanare. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I want him to go out there and face a guy of the caliber of Eddie Kingston and just kind of kill it. And I feel like he did. So did he win? No. He, he lost to a crushing backflip. Back flip no a back fist from eddie kingston it was a hard fought physical match 
it was, and good stuff. But uh, after the back fist, Eddie kind of lands on Hanare. One, two, three. They beat the shit out of each other, and it was uh, it was a good time. There was a big callback in this match. So I believe the finish, remember the finish of their G1 match where, like, you know, basically they fought. Their G1 match was pretty great, and, yeah, and they awesome. fought to, like, a stalemate. But, like, Eddie just happened to land the last blow, and he fell right on Hanare, and they were both, like, KO'd. And so, like, that was the finish. And so that happened here, but this time Hanari kicked out, right? So that was kind of like a cool, cool that deal really that cool. happened there at the end. Um, you know, it's just boo, but also yay, you know, because it's like I want Eddie Kings to continue. But I thought this would be Hanari's time to get this, uh, get his first singles title. I thought this was his time. I you know, so I was a little bummed about that. But I thought this was pretty good. I would have liked to have been able to hear the ring more. This is when I was kind of frustrated yeah. with that. Especially but, during um, a never match, which involves lots of strikes and chops and things and power moves. You want to hear it more. I have that same problem with the main event, which uh, I quite liked, but you got a different opinion on. But, uh, yeah, so I, I agree. Mike yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the main event. But, anyway, the uh, I, I thought this match had a lot of really cool shit. I mean, we got to see Eddie Kingston go into cell mode, and that's tremendous. And we got to see, you know, Hanari do like all this fucking cool, like stalking heat stuff and beating the shit out of him with cool moves. And Eddie was just selling his ass off. But I kind of don't want that from these two. That's not what I want. I want them both just like going at it. Like I want like a fast paced never match. And so, and we'll talk about that again in the main event. So, um, after that match, Kojima comes out and he's like, he gets on the mic, Luke. And my God, this man is a fucking charisma. Just like he's got more charisma than anybody. And he says, uh, he looks at Eddie, he looks at the crowd and he says, Eddie, you're very strong, but I love bread. And uh, that everybody marks out. And uh, he says that he will kick Eddie's ass in Texas at the Lone Star Shooting Mountain. So he's going to be at that. And that sure is a thing that's going to happen. But I thought that was pretty funny. What would you think of that, Luke? I liked it. And Eddie's like, you're on, motherfucker. <laughs> and, and they shook hands. It was like, it's like you're on, motherfucker. And he's like, all right, I'll see you there. Shook yeah. his hand. Fucking, I just thought that was funny. That In, in Kojima's mind... Like love for bread equals strength. So he's like, you know, you're pretty strong, but <laughs> I don't think you understand. I love bread. You That's see, right. it's, it's he's doing the Kojima math in his head, doesn't quite add up, you know. So, <laughs> Dude, he's got, if anyone ever has problems with math, everyone who's a wrestling fan knows you got to add Kurt Angle to the mix. That's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, but it is. But uh, so <laughs> Sonata and Yuya Uemura are uh, wrestling Naito and Hiromu next. And this match is real long, too. Um, I, I think it's 20 minutes. I'm pretty it sure. Exactly so anyway, we get a fun like leg pulling shenanigans at the beginning for both teams where like Yuya gets respect from Sonata for pulling on Naito's leg. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. And he gives the big thumbs up to the camera. It's great. Um, so it doesn't take long for the LHA guys to start double teaming Yuya. And they're massive assholes in this match, just fucking being as big of dickheads as they could possibly be. Uh, Sonata puts Naito in the paradise lock with, uh, for a pretty big reaction. He points at his ear a bunch of times. And, uh, it's just like just a really long preview match. And I, at this point, I'm oh, thinking. Special pay-per-view show. 
yeah, and I'm thinking this is real long, you know, uh, but this is like a Wrestle Kingdom preview match we're watching, kind of. And then uh, I noticed that the, the announcer's like, oh, there's three minutes left of the time limit. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. And so uh, Sonata uses an Enziguri on Naito and hits the Shining Wizard. Um, and then Sonata's about to make Naito give up with the skull end because, you know, he always wins with the skull end every time and the time limit draw. Oh, no, he didn't have a chance to beat him with that move that he always wins with. I like I like Hiromu. I like Naito. I like Yuya. And I like Sonata. But this gets a full 20 minutes, and it's a preview <laughs> match for Wrestle Kingdom when you could have – like given one of the title matches the extra time. Like I know they're 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 uh, Japanese, uh, you know, New Japan's Japanese top guys, and they want to have them there on the show. Yeah, I'd want to see him if it. I was there. But, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, I, I'd also it. I'd also want to see Okada, and he wasn't on the show. So. I also feel like I've seen this match very recently instead of uh, Hiromu, though it was Yoda Suji. Also, remember those years where will be like, oh, man, this could end in a draw. This could end in a draw, too. And it almost, almost never did. Yeah. Like, there was 99.9% .9 of the time there was a winner and draws were rare. I'm drawed out, Mr. Yeah, Guy. They love draws. Um, I was rolling my eyes. <laughs> I was rolling my eyes. Like, what in, the fuck? In previous years, we would have been like, whoa, draw. Now we're like, there's three minutes left. And you and I are just like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's great. So Yoda Suji lost a lot when he made his return from excursion. Surely you you can eat a pin from Naito. Fucking what's the big uh, doesn't <sighs> I'm nitpicking because this match was fucking awesome and I got to see it was all oh, it was up. tremendous. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just like I yeah, it's just these these four aren't gonna have a bad match against each other. It's not. <laughs> it's just not. But it's the semi-main event. Yeah, it's just yeah. This show is four hours long. I mean, listen, I was a little wrestled out, and I felt the same way in the main event a little bit, but I have good reason for it, which I will explain when we get through it. But I just, at this point, I'm just like, oh, it's just, I don't know. Man. The thing for me, the two-and-a-half-hour Super Junior Tag League shows have lots of stories that I'm invested in. They're kind of crafting a really well done tournament here where it's like putting a lot of stories here that'll carry the juniors, you know, for the next few months and things and building teams and things like that. There's all sorts of really cool shit going down in, in that. And then a show where I guess if you wanted English commentary and that was important for you, that's 20 American dollar reduce, which would have been closer to like 35 or something for me, Aussie dollar reduce. And and it's four hours, and it's just like, do I know any of these stories? Oh, yeah, I know that uh, I know that Hanare and Eddie have kind of got a feud, but it's mostly been carried by Hanare because Eddie's not like been on the shows. Hey, West Coast Wrecking Rec Crew, they they sure are a thing. Yeah, <laughs> <sighs> could have half of this match. I get half of the show. I guess like I don't know. I get it. Like we're watching these really snappy super junior tag league shows and with power struggle mixed in. And then 
that's the thing I've had all year, and I think that's the reason why we decided to stop buying a lot of these, even though we watched this, it was free. But, you know, it's, and so, and that's because we were liking the shows we already get with yeah, our subscriptions just 20 extra, times more. It's extra shit, and then you buy it, and it's disappointing, and it's like, well, what the fuck's the it point, man? We're not sound working. Yeah, so I don't know. I That's just my opinion, um, and I, I don't know. You wanted a long match, though, Luke. You know, and I, I got at least one, and I got it with uh, at least one. And I got it here, long in terms for a never title match because it is a almost half an hour. I really enjoyed this, and I feel like a big part of my enjoyment of this. Last of the Dragon, Shingo wins. So yeah. that's a big part of my enjoyment of this. Uh, there are for a man that moves as fast as Tama there. Kind of some slowish spots in this match, but Shingo, man, if he gets a he gets a bit of a he, this is as never as a Tamatonga match is gonna get because he's not a never guy. I like him. Well, I've always wanted to like him, but he's he's not known as being even though he's now a three time ex never open weight champion. Also, I had it in my brain, Mister Guy, what you told me that. Uh, Oh yeah, uh, there's strong rumors that uh, Thomas Thomas going to WWE to join his buddies over there, meaning you know um, Luke Gallows and uh, Carl Anderson Carl and Anderson. AJ Styles and, and all that. And I can understand and Finn Balor. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're they're all buddies and all that kind of stuff. I think Tamer would fit in well there. I, I do. I agree. He's, he's charismatic and he's got a pretty good move set. I think his style would work absolutely well in that system. Yeah. So, but Shingo, Shingo is the f fucking beast in this match. He makes this match amazing. And I feel like he gets the best out of Tamatonga. So your mileage might vary, Mr. Guy, but it gets really good. I rewatched like the last 10, 15 minutes of this match today, just like while I was waiting for you because you're watching your footy. I hope your team won, by the way. Okay, nothing. All right, so I'm assuming they lost. I No, oh, they definitely won. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Good. I didn't hear what you said. I apologize. Yeah. So it gets it gets really never – oh, there's this really cool move. I don't know what it's called. I, I think like I've seen Shingo do it before, but he hooks – you know, he hooks Tamar's arms pedigree style. But rather than land on his head, uh, Tamar's head, he lands on his – upper back and shoulders it's like a uh i guess a tiger bastard driver looking thing you know it <laughs> looked fucking incredible gnarly headbutts by both men the only reversal spots i didn't like in this match are the gunstun ones because yeah beating that horse apart from that their reversal spots and their chemistry is really fast paced and good lots of pumping bombers but until the mat match was over like i just had it are they going to keep this on Tamo and just have him getting a definitive win on a never guy? But then I had then that other thought popped in. Oh no, he's on the way out, so they're going to drop him out and get get the belt off him, which is kind of how this well, yeah, feels. Allegedly, yeah, allegedly, allegedly, we don't know that. Yeah, but so yeah, uh, dude, the made in Japan in this match is so snappy. It's fantastic and fast. The Noshigami, how do you catch someone from behind? And just do a snappy no shigami like that. that that's what he ass. did. How do you do that? Well, you, you beat you. That's good as motherfucking Shingo. That's how you do it. Uh, 
Tama, just to put him over, I really like, like, Shingo's trying to do a last of the dragon, boom, gun stun. That's for two. Really like that spot. That was cool. I love his supreme flow, and I've said this many times, that should be his finisher. You can have multiple heavies doing top rope moves. I don't think Tanahashi's going to care. <laughs> really? Like, that. but it's hard for this headbutts, this strikes. It's getting pretty gnarly. And then it happens. Last of the dragon. One, two, three. And one of my favorite wrestlers on this whole fucking planet that I actually got to have a photo with this year. Unfortunately, he doesn't have the never title. He had the King of Pro Wrestling title. Don't <laughs> <laughs> she go back? I want to touch that gold, please. Uh, oh, I didn't even pay extra money just to touch that gold. Oh, my God. But Yikes. Shingo, Shingo, one of my favorite wrestlers on the planet, holds my favorite belt in wrestling. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Yeah, that's the, like, main thing coming out of this, right? Because now... We do get a challenge for Trent Beretta challenges him, which yeah, Trent Beretta can be, he could be never, and he's not going to win, guess. so it's fine. You know, uh, that's that's the next challenger for Shingo. Give him one defense right out the gate, and then he'll go back to Japan, and you know, hopefully, him and Taichi will fight forever. But it'll probably be somebody else. But if not Taichi, mm -hmm. I'd go Jeff Cobb Shingo two at WrestleMania. Yeah. That'd be awesome because that that feud is amazing, and I don't know. There's a lot of great options there, but like my problem with this match has nothing to do with the work, like that these guys do. It has nothing to do with something's botchy or I don't like the story or something like that. It has everything to do with the format of the match. Is that like, like I'm so disappointed and frustrated with the like Tama Tonga, Jay White. Tanahashi, Finley, and whoever else has had the like never title since Shingo had it last, pretty much, or whatever. Since somebody who has defended it with you know uh, the way that we are used to in the past, mm. and so like I've been frustrated with those, and that's kind of the frustration that comes out when we talk about Tomatonga matches for me is that I'm just bummed out that we're not getting a never match with the fucking never title. Like, that's what was happening. Why is that still the case? I'm still frustrated about it. So this match is not a never match at all. It's a fucking main event, New Japan, heavy, you know, strong style match. That's what it is. And that's great. That's a fantastic style of match. But that's not what I wanted. And I was just pissed off about that. And they also, the first half of it is just at a snail's pace. Which is really kind of tough. It's like I it's did watch really, the second half. Brutally slow, time. man. Brutally yeah. slow, and it kind of encapsulates the frustrations I have with whoever's had this title since we're getting that shit. You know, which is why I'm, I'm, you know, and then I'm a little frustrated watching this, and then it keeps going and it keeps going, and they literally do like twenty false finishes, and I'm like, all right, enough. <laughs> Come on, man. And then Shingo makes it enough and he wins. So I just, uh, I don't know. I was frustrated with this whole thing that's been going on with the Never title. I'm glad it's over. I'm really hopeful it's over. So, yeah, just to put that into perspective, that run you were talking about uh, was 2020. And uh, that was when Shingo was the 29th champion. 
and now he's the 40th champion. So, oh, mind you, we had another title reign in there, but it was it was shorter, but that, that's fine. One of them, that was the Tokyo yeah. Dome match. And then he well, lost to Tanahashi. That was a good match too, but, but it for wasn't. me it felt like they're giving Tanahashi and Jay White a, a bit of a hold on that belt just so they can say, oh, they've held all the Sure. Belt. Sure, but it was detrimental, and this is also – it's not necessarily their fault either. I'm not saying it's their fault. The idea, though, that I'm thinking about is that when they merged the two titles, the Intercontinental title went away, right, and then the Never title was supposed to kind of like fill that gap. And so they gave it to these top guys and then yeah. it changed what it was. And that pissed me off because it was always just a mid card title that where bad motherfuckers beat the shit out of each other over it. That's what it was. And that's it. It, it like was a sacred thing. Like it was like, this is protecting that style of wrestling and you, you have to wrestle that style if you want this belt. And it just went away because, you know, because Abushi wanted to combine the titles. It's all his fault. And I'm even, a huge evil fan and but i don't want house of torture evil with that belt so right. you know like uh, yeah i like big meaty men slapping meat beat the shit out of each other that's what that's that's what i want they yeah and they did it does feel like i've, I've got it on my screen now like the list of never open champs and, and you're right it does feel like they there's two things that happened with this title that kind of stalled it they wanted to elevate it because there's no IC title. Well, that doesn't seem to have happened. And the United States title slash UK title, which should be the, the replacement IC title, has become the replacement IC title. You know, I feel like yeah. Osprey has broken the curse on that belt with this current run. And boom, here we go. The other thing, Mr. Guy, that really stalled things for the Never title and didn't help was... Well, Machine Gun Carl Anderson won it. Yeah. Then he went and signed with the WWE, right. and he was still the fucking champion. So we had to go oh, there just to job the belt. And I and I was like, man, that could have been a really cool story. And I understand motherfuckers like the money and taking less bumps. I get it. I made me like them a little less as wrestlers because they fucked <laughs> with my never belt. It did. I like I like Machine Gun Carly and the Luke Gallows. Now I'm just like you fuck with my never god, get the fuck out. So there's been a little bit of stalling in between, like that ever since that major big Shingo run had happened three years ago. So now we got the title back on uh, Shingo Takagi. I like you. I'm really hoping that we get some never. Bad motherfucking matches coming back. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. I really hope so. And I really hope it's Tai Chi. Probably won't be, but, you know, I mean. Tai Chi would be my first pick. Mm -hmm. Cobb would be my second. Hell, Gabe Kidd might, might be able to make that work. Yeah, I would like Gabe Kidd. I'd like the Android in there. You know, I I mean, I, I think Hanma's got one more run, man. Yeah, Hanari. Yeah, it. it's fucking Hanari's turn to like maybe that's why he didn't win the strong belt. Yeah, struck, go after that. Belt. Yeah. You know? That'd be great. Absolutely. Watch the shit out of that. And that would be He doesn't have anything going. for Wrestle Kingdom, right? No, so him versus Shingo, that's already been a massive feud this year. That seems kind of I obvious, think, right? I think Hanari deserves something a bit better than previous years and to I don't want to see him in like the king of pro wrestling battle royal or something like that. He's had yeah. a fucking great year. 
So uh, I think he should have a pretty fucking good match. But yeah, there's heaps of options we can go now with this never open title and also make it the bad motherfucker belt again. Mm -hmm. Oh, and make sure you stay tuned for our Fantasy Dream Book Wrestle Kingdom 18 episode coming soon. Best of year, end of list, spectacular, whatever the fuck acronyms we give it. It's it's like... <laughs> so, I know it's we've been waffling on for quite a while, uh, and you've got to edit this shit. Do you want a diary, Mr. Guy? Or... Yeah. Yeah? yeah. All right. Cool. So, uh, you know, I've I've got a few options here, but I might just uh, start at the bottom of our our list here. No, fuck that. Bottom of the list in the email, but top yeah. of the list in our heart. In our hearts, yes, it is. A Mister Hiroshi Tanahashi, and it's episode five hundred and seventeen. Holy shit! It's episode five hundred seventeen. It's called Days of Chewing. And then you've got oh uh, yeah, it's his teeth. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. Then you've got Tanahashi. Uh, he's kind of balancing himself on a giant uh, exercise ball. You know the really huge ones, listeners. As you do, you, sure. As you do. I wouldn't know, but uh, <laughs> I watch wrestling. I don't do fucking gym stuff. Get out of here. I'm not a gym guy. Anyway, I think it's obvious. <laughs> September 14th, 2023. So this was a, a bit in that backlog a little bit, but uh, we get there eventually. This new tour started on the 8th of this month. It's still in the early stages, but there were there was a three-week gap since the final day of the G1. So everyone seemed excited to get cracking on this new tour. I, on the hand, had a few matches in the US, so it didn't feel like much of a holiday to me. Lol. Nowadays, I can hear everyone's voices at the arenas and my promotional work has increased. But I have to remember not to bite off more than I can chew, especially considering I don't have any front teeth anymore. I thought about using my back teeth instead, but my line of thinking started to get a bit silly. Anyway, the last two weeks have been very productive for me. I wrote a manuscript for New Era's exhibition, Tazan Web, Dentist, an interview for Anoki's film, a radio appearance, dental appointments, promotional work in Fuki, dentists again, podcast recording. Oh, wait, wait. Tana, Tanahashi, please be on our show. Yeah. You don't have to. Well, speak. Let's just say you can say whatever you want. We won't even yeah. know. Exactly. These two guys are stupid. Yeah. Recording <laughs> a commercial and finally getting new front teeth put in. I like that. I'm doing this, dentist. I'm doing that, dentist. I'm doing this, and I finish it up. That's very similar to the Great Ocon, you know, yeah, just kind right. of reporting what's going on there. Yeah. I could probably write a whole diary entry on any of these events, although there's no maximum word count for these entries, but I should show some restraint. What should I write about? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, show some restraint. Three paragraphs into your fucking diary. <laughs> My front teeth still feel a bit weird in my mouth because of my bridge. How many times have I lost my teeth by now? I bit into an apple abroad and they came out. I bit into a protein bar abroad and they came out again. I never learn. I bit into a burrito and said, this is really tasty and bit into it again. And they came out yet again, three times <laughs> in quick succession. Sadly, 
I've been making more noise from my activities outside the ring than in it. However, now my teeth are fixed. There's nothing holding me back. The gears are starting to turn. And they're definitely turning. Every crisis is an opportunity, as they like to say. So I'll focus on doing that for the rest of 2023. When the most I've got going, sorry, when the most I've got going on was my missing teeth. If I can manage to achieve something like this, it would be a really great year for me. All right. Yeah. What? You've got a fucking title. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, it is the six man medical. It's stank belt. He's not going to write about in the. It's not important enough to mention in his journal. Come on. I love his diary got... entry about like how he feels about Ishii and like the whole. No, never mind. We're talking no, about. Oh, he's yeah. got teeth metaphors to make. Come on. Right. What are you talking right. about? It's like a learning method, the one you often hear about, where your memories are linked to something tangible. If I try thinking like this, there could still be a possibility of a big turnaround in my fortunes. Like I lost my teeth this year, but I won the belt or I lost my teeth. this year. You've got a belt. I lost my teeth this year, <laughs> but my body was looking perfect. Motherfucker. You look fantastic. Shut up. Jesus Christ. If you don't think that way, you can't achieve anything. Not that I have this year. <clears throat> okay. This story is not... <laughs> <laughs> this tour is one of the longest of the year. That's there is funny. a bit of a break in the middle, but it will continue until the 9th of October in Rio Goku. October already? A year goes by so fast, doesn't it? Oh, no. No. As I said before, we can definitely finish 2023 strong. What does your 2023 look like? If you're like me, you haven't seen any tangible results. If you feel like <laughs> I did, that things didn't go so well then it's too early to tell. For the rest of 2023, let's run as fast as we can. What do you think? Would you like to run alongside me with your teeth in? Let's get our teeth stuck into the rest of the year. <laughs> Next time, a hidden tooth revealed in this week's pick. It's a handsome smile by one of the handsomest man, men who have ever done Jesus. wrestling. A new front, my new front top. teeth survived the morning photo shoot with Aaron Alpha before going to the dentist in the afternoon. Okay. Are you done? Finally? Yeah, Is that yeah, it? Yeah, wow, man, he went on and on, but it was it was over the top. Like that was like beat you over the head like metaphor stuff. That was like, wow. I mean, teeth joke, jokes going to make, yeah. Yeah, he his style of telling jokes is repetition. Say it's it funny, stops being funny, then gets funny again. Guys heavy-handed, you know, in the <laughs> ring and out. But uh yeah, I thought <laughs> That was interesting. We got a little insight into the mouth of Tanahashi, and who doesn't want that, Luke? That's right. Also, I'm Tanahashi. I can do anything. Like, I'm going to eat all of these hard foods. Apples and protein bars. Defeated. What are you doing? <sighs> he, he was defeated by an apple. You know, got, did the job to the apple, unfortunately. <laughs> he did. Anyway. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Mr. Guy. We have done it. And... We talked about two amazing shows and a third show, and it was a good time. We uh, hit the diary backlog and everything. So unless there's anything you'd like to add. In Gator, <gasps> we trust. <laughs>